If this is your first time listening, the conversation is definitely on site. We are broadcasting live from Levi's House of Strauss. And I want to tell you, man, if you've missed prior episodes, log on to www.knowyourselfouthere.com and you can just see everything because we have been here. And when I'm in this building, we like to talk about serious stuff. It's not too much antics. We have professionals in the building, people that have history, people that know their stuff. They don't need to be old. They don't need to be young. They don't. It's not an age thing. It's people that know stuff. You know what I'm saying? My name is SK Vibe Maker. And today we have DJ Semtex in the building. What's going on, man? And we have Mr. Shaps. What's going on, bro? You good? I don't want to base anything on assumptions today because both these guys have... They have a lot to their rap sheet. They have a lot to their history. They have things that they've done in this industry. Today, I want to talk about major labels, major record labels, and how they flex now versus how they used to flex in prior decades, how the role of the major labels changed. You've got a lot of independent artists doing their thing. You've got artists on major labels doing their thing, but artists on major labels complaining. Then you've got artists on independents doing their thing, saying they don't want to sign to major labels, all that stuff. We're going to talk about industry gatekeepers. Some people might say I'm one. Some people might say Sam's one. People might say Shabs is one. We are also going to talk about South Asian culture, which has been elevating over the last couple of years. And Shabs knows about that because he's doing some things. Now, Semtex, we ain't basing anything on assumption today. You've done a lot of things over the a last couple decades. A few things. Like I'm going to say that you are a person that is a, a DJ, torn down many festivals, radio shows, do a lot of interviews. You're a record label exec, you're a producer, you're an author, you've got a book. Um, let's let everybody know what they need to know about you in regards to major labels and gatekeeping. Um, hey, first of all, I gotta say this like, yo, don't dame dash me. <laughs> I saw what you did with dame dash, man. Like, just go easy on me today, yeah? Like, I'm just a DJ, yeah? Struggling I DJ. Go, I didn't go hard on dame. You know what Dame's like. You sat down with Dame. You know Dame. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you've got a tiger in the room and you poke them and then you get like what you need to get out of them. And it wasn't even planned like that. But Dame bit. He wanted to bark and bite. And I was here to just facilitate and not get stressed in the situation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people would have crumbled. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, look, first and foremost, um, you know, as, as SK said, I've, I've done a few things. But yo, first and foremost, I'm a fan. And that's it. It's like you, you can't do any of this stuff you can't exist in this culture in this scene in this music industry without being a fan of the music and um that's it that's what drives me my passion for the music my passion for the culture i love djing um i don't think i'm ever gonna stop like it's, it's my calling it's what i do and first and foremost that's 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 what everything is centered around so whether it's working at a label whether it's on a radio station whether it's doing the, the first podcast or whether is writing a book first and foremost it's my experience as a dj you know um and everything that comes with it so i'm i'm just eternally grateful for the position that i'm in i'm eternally grateful for the people that works with some of the things that i've seen and it's all thanks to that first and foremost straight what about your role in regards to major labels like you've definitely worked with major labels over the years You've been a shot caller. You've been the guy that has made things happen. You're the guy who has his own office. When you go to labels and that, you see loads of people working in an office and then you've got the guy who has his own room, yeah? That's what Semtex has got in the label. It's so talk to me. By the way, it's not a room, it's a hall. <laughs> Just for context. Yo, I mean, look, that 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 is all superfluous. Like, the, the bottom line is... Um, 
you know, I'd, I've always wanted to work with great artists. I've always wanted to work with the music. I started out doing street promotion. Um, lived street team? In the mud, like in, in the trenches. And and street teams today is just like, it's different. It's, it's, it's all digital stuff. It's all like, mm-hmm. you know, um, people doing posts online and influencing and all of that stuff. Like I was, I was doing the hardcore stuff, like doing sticker campaigns in streets, flying at clubs at two in the mornings. People coming out, um, doing um, community radio, which was more pirate radio back then, and just you know taking artists onto stations, working with all of the street DJs that made a difference and everything else. And that's that's how I got my come up because I knew how to break records. I knew I knew what DJs did. Like being one myself, I knew that a DJ being on a pirate radio station literally like risking um, <laughs> their civil liberties just to play music. Like, you, you got to treat them right. At least you can do is give them all the music that they need. At least you can do is get an artist to pass through their show or hook them up with an artist. So I, I did all of that, and, and that's what gave me the understanding for how the industry works. Now, with major labels... There's, there's always been this stigma attached to them. And there's three things you can do if you approach the major labels. I've, this is what I believe. Like, you, you can point the figure and slag them off, right? Or you can do nothing, or you can get into them and change it mm-hmm. from the inside. That's what I chose to do. Mm-hmm. So over the years, I've moved from doing um, street promotion to radio promotion to club promotion, A&R, to a point now where... <laughs> it, you know, it's like kind of make up your own title. And and the bottom line is, it's not about titles. It's not about structures like that. For me, I'm a DJ, first and foremost. I'll always be known as a DJ, first and foremost. I've never wanted to be like um, that that exec or, you know, the cliched view of an A&R. I, I believe artists they are themselves anyway. So I think that whole thing where people try and take credit for other people's work, you gotta give a pat on the back to the producer and the artist that was up in the room for months, for weeks, or whatever, just just coming together with the magic. So, it's it's I've 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 basically done every facet of it. I've been in meetings with um, the biggest execs, worked alongside the biggest execs and the biggest artists, and it just keeps evolving. I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not gassed about the label thing because for me it's 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 all about the music and the fans it's all about the artists so in the same way someone will get gassed about a role i'm more gassed about being on stage in front of a hundred thousand people i'm more you know i'm more gassed about seeing an artist that i've backed from the beginning that nobody rated mm-hmm. that everyone's like oh yeah send me your cool but that guy mm-hmm. like but then you see them pop off and become one of the biggest things mm-hmm. for me that that's 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 the exciting part of it. That's the excitement because it's just you know, and seeing that come through. So, it's it's a real fascinating time. It's an incredible time. Um, it's one of them situations where anything can happen. Like the, the the guy that you're playing on your show, that is probably getting eleven thousand streams. It's probably got a thousand followers. Could be the next biggest thing easily within eighteen months. It's happened again and again. You've seen it. We've seen it more. So, so I think. This whole conversation about, you know, major labels and everything else boils down to this, right? All labels are the same. It's the same structure. They're organizations in buildings, right? And they release music. It's about the people that you work with, though. It's like I've seen it again and again. If you've got a team of just 
two or three people that believe in you and you work together as a team and you're on the same mission and you've all got that shared vision with the artist and everything else, you can accomplish anything. Like, you really, really can. And that's all it is, two, three-man teams. Now, if you're at a place, whether it's an independent label, whether it's a major label, whether it's a distributor, or whether you're rolling with Mandem, if they haven't got that vision, that shared vision, if they haven't got the same work, it's not going to work. And and that's it. It's about people, you know. It's it's a bit it's it's a business about people more than anything else. So, um, I think there's luxuries that come with being signed to a major. I think there's benefits that come with signing to an independent or doing it yourself. It just all depends on how you're built for it. You know, I used to say, not everyone can be JME because JME was like, still is 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 like an exemplary independent artist and you know about jamie's story you know he's like know this know that know that and he's done it and he's done his thing and it, and he's done very well for the business of jamie not everyone's jamie mm. right in the same way not everyone's skepta mm-hmm. in the same way not everyone's dbe in the same do you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. and and not everyone's clearly central c mm-hmm. because these these are individuals that have got the, the team they got the foresight they got the vision they got the graph they got the focus I mean, if if I was to write this down, the checklist of what you need to be a successful independent artist, people would probably be like, there's like 20 facets of it. If you can tick all of them, and then you've got that relentless hustle, and then you've got that impeccable drive, then yeah, do it. But if you haven't got that... Mm. A lot of food for thought there, man. And this is just the introduction. We've got Mr. Shabs in the building also, you know what I'm saying? So Solid Crew, um, producer... Uh, management company, Rolling Channel U, uh, associations with Rock Nation. And here, a guy that is quite elusive, but is a mover and shaker in this industry. Yo, Shabs, don't be shy today, man. <laughs> yeah, don't be shy because this is, somewhat, this is somewhat, this is somewhat, this is somewhat of a dress rehearsal because we sat down and had a conversation that no one heard a few weeks ago and we're having a conversation again. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Shabs, man, tell us about your role in this music industry right here in the UK in regards to, you know, working with major labels and possibly being called a gatekeeper. I'm working with gatekeepers and seeing gatekeepers. Uh, big up, bro. Firstly, gatekeeper, hell no. Definitely not. Don't uh, I don't even like that word. I, I don't think there are any gatekeepers today yeah. other than the fans. The fans, they, they're the gatekeepers. The because, powers with them, right? Yeah, because nothing's popping without them. Like, they call the shots. You, you can finesse you can finagle and you can spend your way in trying to make something happen. But if, you, if you've if you not connected, if the fans don't respect you, if the fans aren't wanting to hear you, and, and, and let's get this right, there's, there's, a, there's a big difference between followers, tech companies call them users. Mm. Fans is a totally different thing. A fan is someone who cares about you. Mm. A fan is someone who cares about your well-being, will buy a ticket for your show, buy the t-shirt, listen to your track. And even if you do something they don't like, they'll speak on it and everything else, but they'll still back you. Mm. Like 20 years, 30 years, 40 years deep. That's a fan. Mm. A follower is whatever. Mm. A follow- Followers are maybe fickle. That's what we're saying. They go I, with I, the trend. I, 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 They're follow- just there for a minute. The, the following isn't real because you, you, don't, you see a follow count, you don't know how many of them people are real. How many people are engaged? Oh, oh what, what's bots and what isn't? What's fake accounts? What's burners accounts? And mm. what's all of that? So... Like it's it's about fans. Like the fans, they're the gatekeepers. Like mm. it's it's not it's not. There's no music business Illuminati. There's no one trying to <laughs> hold you back. There's no set of people hating on you. 
It's just, have you got a good fan base and are you cultivating the fans? Are you giving them what they need? Mm. Are you, look at that word cultivate, mm. right? We, you know what a cult is, mm. right? So you cultivate, you're, you're building your own fan base, right. you're building your own community. Mm. It's all of these things and that, they're the gatekeepers. Mm. They're, they're the ones who are going to dictate whether this pod goes far and wide or not. 100%. Your fans. Straight up. For real, for real, for real, 100%. for real. And we're going to press down on that gatekeeping conversation. But Shabs, I need you to roll out the, the introduction in regards to your, you know, what we said before. And I don't want you to be mad humble today because you can be humble. Yeah, no, no, for sure, fam. I mean, like, look, I'm, I'm not going to be cliche and just say, I echo everything that Sam said, but I agree with so much what Sam just said. Like, we're passionate about the music business. So our role in, in well, my role in this music business is just to facilitate. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And... Um, move culture mm. that's in, in a nutshell do you know what I mean yeah been an A&R been a manager but the the ultimate goal has always been is to facilitate the artist vision to Sam's point as well the producer and the artist they're the ones that really do we're feeding off of their energy of their picture that they've painted we haven't just gone to them with a blank page uh, well I haven't anyway but see see people that that exist in our scene culture music industry Yo, we 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 we're not defined by role. Mm. Like, look look what you just said. You've mm. done management. You've done A&R. The bottom line is, I know Mr. Shabs. Mm. I know I know Shabs for everything that he's done. I know what he's about. I know what he stands for. Mm. But whether he's wearing a hat or a badge that says he's an A&R this week, mm. or it does. I know what Shabs does, and mm. I know what he knows, and mm. I know what he means. Hundred percent. Right? And I think that's that's the thing, and it goes back to what we're saying about it's about people. It's mm. not about any title it's not about any role because they don't mean anything no. and then people who do hide behind them roles or like try to like use that as their shield or that that quest for clout like good luck good but, luck yeah. but that isn't going to see you through that isn't going to give you a history in whatever field you're trying to do your sk everyone knows regardless of whatever platform you're on right mm. you know this 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 pod this interview this conversation is going to go on many platforms mm. It doesn't matter which ones. Mm -hmm. The point is, it's the SK talk. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's all that matters. And that's what I'm saying. And I think what what we've done, like people like ourselves and other great people as well, is is define ourselves as people and, and, and our identity. That's what defines us. It's mm -hmm. not any affiliation. It's not any um, title given by a platform or a company or anything like that. Mm. So that when they feel like, it's time for a change. They take that with them mm. and <laughs> kick you out on the street, which I've seen that happen to a lot mm. of people. You can't be stripped. Not that. Nah, yeah. never, man. You can't Have be you experienced a lot of people done. hiding behind titles then? You know that they're working at the record label and they've got this title and you, you see for it? You you know what it is. You know that. You I know see that, that yourself. Mm. It, 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 there's people who do that. There's de definitely. And, and and you know what? What's the, the good in, what's the good and bad in that? The good and bad in that is that they believe their own hype. 100%. And I think it's detrimental to the culture. It's mm. de detrimental to music and it's detrimental to artists because you're not important. Mm. The artists are. Mm -hmm. The artists are the only ones that matter. You you see industry execs that walk around like they're more important than the artists. I've seen people walk around like they're Migos or something. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, it's all praise due to the artists. But possibly those people might argue and say they are important because the artists, when they come in raw, don't know the industry and the person with the expertise that works at the label or has that expertise is able to, you know, elevate the artists. Artists will figure it out regardless of any exec. That's it. They'll figure it out. They'll keep going. Their music will dictate their success. And that's it. There's no, no one is above the artist. No one. And, and, and 
to your point as well, Oscar, there's there's a there's a difference, there's a fine not even a fine line, there's a massive gap between being important and showing you're important. Do you mm. get what I'm trying to say? Like we're important for sure, but we're not out here. Where nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not important. I do what I do. I'm not. I'm <laughs> no, not. I'm not, so, I'm not walking around with that. No, like, no, I'm not. I'm not. That's it. We're not walking around with it. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, we know who we are. Do, do you, you know feel I mean? like it's for somebody else to say you're important rather than the person saying? I don't. You're I don't need anyone to nah, say anything about I'm that. I'm with that as well. I'm, I told you, I'm a fan, mm. and I'm about the music, and that's it. I don't, I don't. If someone wants to say something nice, thank you, but. I ain't saying that. That's you call not yourself a fan. List. I call myself a student. When I say I'm a student, I'm here to, you know, not necessarily study, but be aware of I'm the a game. Stu- we're, stu- we're still yeah. learning we're, every we're, day. We're all students. So, so say, for instance... But ma- many people might not say they're students. I, I, I can't talk for them people. <laughs> like, the way that tech is working now <sighs> and evolving and the way that kids are taking it and running with it yeah. and getting creative with it, we're all learning from them. Yeah. The, the, there's a 12 year old right now who's working on TikTok and making music and doing other stuff and they're going to flip it and do something way different from what everybody else has done yeah. and they're going to be that artist of the future the next Kanye or the next Tyler or the next whatever they, yeah. they're going to come out and flip it and we're all going to learn from them mm. saying evolve or be extinct mm. Shabs you're not getting away man take us back same, to the same, beginning same I, w- I want to know you know so yeah. solid from the beginning yeah. so solid was such an important um, institution to this music this mm. UK music architecture mm-hmm. what's came after you mm. know what I'm saying talk to me about that time the late 90s to you being here now again the, 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 the so solid journey was again based on pure passion do you know what I mean? It was based on a group of individuals raised in South London, just raised in UK, period, right? Because we have been and still are the representation of of that uh, big up skinny man, that counselor state of mind. Do you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, so Soul Solid's journey was all based on passion, man. Just figuring it out. To Sam's point as well, we were just out there figuring out how to create that reach and create a sound for our people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, very blessful uh, to be a part of that man shout every member by the way like without anyone it was a everyone played a moving cog in that whole operation there you know what I mean mm. and then since then again that taught me about culture that taught me about uh, our culture the street culture the, the, the hip hop R&B all those other elements and then to then lend our skills and then move it forward do you know what I mean so yeah and you produce Broken Silence yeah haters yeah so grimy yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you had uh, the London boy entertainment, entertainment management, management mm-hmm. company, K-Coke, mm-hmm. Maxstar, mm-hmm. involved in Channel U as well, mm-hmm. the talent agency that they had there, yeah. and more recently associated with Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. So you're the local boy who's gone international. But, okay. <laughs> okay. For sure, not everybody gets Stop to like, shy, be associated okay. with Rock Nation. <laughs> you know, again, fam, that's just culture. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's all about the culture. Developing this new TV series with Rapman as yeah. well. Yeah, well, that's kudos for I'm the music exec on it. Um, and raps big up rap man man like yeah he, he's 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 next level writer and director. rock nation brunch you might see shabs in a picture with with jay-z and puffy you yeah. know what i'm saying who else was in that picture as well uh tai tai the most incredible human being that's what i'm saying met. not everyone takes a photo like that i'm not saying like not everyone can get in that room that's not everyone could get in that place next to them people oh, yeah i beg to defer man is there, huh? so, you uh, beg to differ yeah this guy's mad humble, man. I can't take this. <laughs> no, stuff but from again, you guys. bro, you know what? It's been blessful, man. Again, like, and you said something earlier. You said very elusive because we're about the music, man. This is pure passion. They're saying about my Instagram is the most boring account you've ever seen. In, uh, 
unless I got something to say, if you go on my page, I'm saying some next tish on there, like mm -hmm. about life, about this, about, but apart from like, I don't know, like, why do you think your IG is boring and what is exciting on IG then, man? I post once a month, man. And, but I, I do need to pick that up because, again, respectfully, I've got people, friends and family on there as well that want to see me do well. They want to know where I'm at. They want to know. So for them as well and inspiring the next generation. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not posting too much of food pic and I love foods, man. Mm. Like, you can look at me. Look at me, bro, man. I love food, man. Mm. I want to start sharing some of those flavours and get down to this restaurant. You know what I mean? <laughs> Younger audiences, you know, I know it's like, can be so disrespectful sometimes. We think it's so disrespectful when people say they're music fans and they don't know about the history of music because sometimes people don't care to research. Mm. I just want to say So Solid Crew, mm. like the debut album when they came out, they, they absolutely landed, like it was an absolute earthquake, mm. you know what I'm saying, the, of the biggest scale that you can imagine. Mm. Number one album, number one singles, mm. The crew was massive, bare mm. guys. We ain't seen videos like this. And Shabs was involved in that. This mm. was at, at the turn of the century. So if you're yeah. maybe not old enough to remember or know, I'm just, I'll just let you know some of that. And you was involved with Relentless as well. No, nah, that's another, that's another uh, good brother over there called Shabs. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I big up Glenn Akins as well because me and him worked very close Straight together. Up. So that's clarity on that. Mm -hmm. All right, man. The conversation's on site. SK Vimaker, Shabs, DJ Semtex in the building. Um, last year you referenced my conversation with Dame Dash I had a conversation with Dame Dash at the end of 2022 um, a lot of people watched it it was a fiery conversation anyone who knows Dame Dash the guy um, one of the co-founders of Rock Nation with Jay-Z he can be a very opinionated Rockefeller. guy Rockefeller mm. Rockefeller did I say Rock Nation? Mm. Rockefeller it was before Rock Nation there was Rockefeller records behind you know jay-z's albums and stuff you should know if you i'm not going to explain it just research it if you need to rockefeller and the co-founder of rockefeller along with jay-z was dame dash and then who's the other guy as well sam biggs biggs as well biggs burke biggs burke biggs burke exactly man i've got sam text here man he's like a walking encyclopedia yeah. so i had a conversation with dame dash it was very fiery and a part of the conversation which was quite fiery was me and him talking about gatekeepers now anybody who doesn't know what a gatekeeper is Sam's already said that he feels like gatekeepers don't exist anymore. It's the fans. But the definition of gatekeeper in the traditional sense, how would we define, both of you, what a gatekeeper is in regards to the music industry and in life in general? I mean, all right, you want my definition? Mm. For me, the definition of a gatekeeper is a dated ideal of somebody who tried to decide what went through and what didn't. Mm -hmm. Days are over. Like anything goes now and nobody's stopping anything. Mm -hmm. No one's blocking anything. And in the same way, there's a posi positive aspects where, you know, whether it's a journalist or a DJ, um, could be a promoter or whatever, whatever, you, they could be seen as gatekeepers and whatnot, um, who, who made a difference as well. Mm -hmm. But it, it's, it's gone now. Like everyone's driven by what the fans say. Everyone's driven by artists and their artistry now. It's like if 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 an artist comes along with the right story or the right message or the right voice that connects, there's no stopping it. No one's gatekeeping it. No no digital platform stopping it. No tech company or nothing. Everyone's just got to get on board mm -hmm. and go with it, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. um, I feel with um, there used to be gatekeepers at radio that hindered our scene a lot over Controlled the, the playlist maybe yeah there's, there's there's certain artists that should have got backed way earlier than what they should have done i've been in situations where 
have been working with an artist and the team knows that they're shit. The team knows that they're next, right? Mm -hmm. But certain people at radio didn't. Mm -hmm. And at the time it was important. Because they didn't understand or it was political? Just didn't get it. Mm. Didn't know what I'd want. Mm. Wasn't in touch. Wasn't, mm. didn't have foresight. Wasn't willing to take a chance. Mm -hmm. Wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't. Was this a cultural it, thing, an age yeah, thing? Yeah, it, it's all of that. It's all of these things. And because it doesn't fit in with their personal tastes or their personal experiences or their class or their um, tastes or whatever, all of these things, like, you know, an artist could have been affected. Like, it just means they never get that shot. They never get that look. Mm -hmm. You know, they're never as big as what they could be. So, them days are over, though. Mm -hmm. Like, now... Thankfully, by the way. Thankfully. Now, you know, the the, the, the pesky concept of um, um, a gatekeeper, what's replaced that is an algorithm. Nobody has a clue how these things work. Mm -hmm. Even the people who work at the companies that work with them. <laughs> no, no, no. And now we no, on we'll, your we'll social talk. media. Yo, true, that decides yo, what gets pushed to the front. I, I didn't even know, even with Instagram, like it detects how good the picture is, is to determine how far it goes. It's mad. I didn't mm. even know it did that. Mm. Like, so you've got an algorithm that is determine, determining what, what is a good picture or not and how many of, it, how many of, it, how many of your followers see it. Mm -hmm. It's mad. That's mm. the time we're in. Mm -hmm. okay so the only the only choice you've got to do the only choice you've got as an artist is to go hard eternally mm. harder keep throwing out content keep doing things keep doing music and keep going hard until it connects and that's it so so the concept of the gatekeeper i think it's dead mm. i do think the fans drive everything and i think even for algorithms they've got to obey the fans mm. they've got to, oh, fans like this yeah it changes mm -hmm. you know it accordingly um but i do think you know, it's, it's very dangerous with what's happening and the developments in AI. AI is evolving so fast. So fast. So, so with, with, as human beings, we're stupid. We're, we're creating AI that teaches itself. <laughs> it's gonna, it's, they were saying by, by 2050, you know, AI is going to be so advanced that what we do is going to be obsolete and all of this. There's all this, 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 you know, all these conspiracy theories about how far it can go wrong and stuff. But, the fact is, nobody knows exactly what it is that's happening when it comes to AI and algorithms and so forth and everything else. So, um, yeah, AI is going to be the new gatekeeper. Yeah, I mean, like, even with that AI stuff, so, like, um, I, was, I was reading, well, I was watching something the other day. It's like voice recognition as well. It's going to emulate our favourite artist's vocals as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's like... Oh, I saw I saw some of that on... Um, somebody Somebody was emulating Kendrick Lamar's voice. I saw And that they went well. in the booth yeah. and, and vo voiced the track like they were Kendrick Lamar. And, and look... That's it, dangerous. And look, um, yeah, and it's dangerous and it's not It's not going to... it's not going to end creativity. It's, but it's going to create more challenges. Mm -hmm. right. It's, it's, it's going to put more distraction out there. You know, like there's this whole story about how, you know, it used to be 20,000 a week... 20,000 tracks a week being uploaded to Spotify and now it's 100,000 tracks a day and all of that. Mass distraction, right. mass trash, mm -hmm. digital trash, mm -hmm. mass, you know, and then the timelines, what what gets seen on timelines, you know, like Twitter at the moment, all of a sudden, loads of people that I'm not following are in my timeline and it's, you're, seeing all, you're seeing all these things that mm -hmm. you didn't choose to see. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's what you're going to be competing with in the future. Mm -hmm. It's, it's going to be, that's going to be like, times a thousand times a mm. hundred thousand whatever mm. so it's um it, it, 
everybody has just got to go hard. Whether, what kind, no matter what kind of creative you are, whether you're a musician, whether you're a digital artist, whether um, you're a producer, whatever, you, you've got to really go hard and define yourself immediately. I think it, I think it's very interesting the algorithm being the 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 contemporary gatekeeper because maybe ten years ago all three of us in this room might have been seen as gatekeepers. Now, gatekeepers were in the music industry, like the person at the radio station, maybe the PR person, um, the person at the record label, um, the person at the brand maybe that co-signed the, the, the brand activation or you get in that brand deal. And these were people that basically held the pathway to success. Do you know what I mean? What's your experience with with gatekeepers do you know what i remember hearing about this gatekeeper crap like and i think a lot of people fell into it because at first i was championing certain djs i was happy because i don't look at them as gatekeepers i look at them as like uh especially in the mainstream radio station for us coming from pirate then going on to uh, mainstream radio with our djs i was excited because i was like right, now there's a voice for our culture on these radio stations right mm -hmm. pushing black music then I feel like their characters and egos started kicking in and then became gatekeepers. Like almost, they to, to, to what Sam was saying as well, and I used, to, I used to scream up and down the buildings, like, what the f is going on here? Like, how's my man or they, them predicting if this is hot or not? Mm -hmm. And they were actually wearing that tissue as well. Like, uh, and to be fair, to, uh, look, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, I'm being humble here. I never experienced it, but I saw them do it to others. Mm -hmm. And I believe they were great records as well. And I was like, how is he determining like if this is hot or not? Do you know what I mean? So, um, my definition of that to, to gatekeepers was ego as well. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, I've, I've, it was whack then, and it's still whack today. Do you know what I mean? And was, I'm so glad to Sam's point as well that today we're moving on technology, right? The mobile phones, it's it's the the power's in literally in people's hands now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And and that's what's exciting. And I'm glad as well that artists are... It's a scary thing as well. Like, we were talking about Spotify now. Like, the mass... That sort of consumption of people going up on there and, and putting out music. And it's also scary as well because now, like, people... Some artists have it in their brain now. I'm connected with the world. You know what I mean? I'm going out to the whole... I think the fundamental element to all of this is build your community, man. Mm -hmm. Like, focus on your... Whether it's your, your ends or a certain genre or... Focus on your community and just keep banging on that. And, and the cheat code is to do silly shit, right? <laughs> I, had, I had that rapper come up to me one time and was like, um, yeah, here's my track. Look, you know, we're in an era where good isn't good enough. You've got to be exceptional right now. Mm -hmm. And then, but the cheat code is to do some silly shit. Mm. You do some Antics. shit. Silly shit, whether it's silly voices on a track, silly track concept, <sighs> antics, whatever. It just costs to be quicker because it's entertainment. People want that straight away. Do you co-sign that? And then, I'll get into that in a minute. And then what happens is people mistake that for music. They mistake that for real artistry because this guy's got these views and da-da-da-da, so mm. he's bigger and da-da-da-da. And it's not that, but it's just that now where people, there used to be people who would listen to an iPod to hear music or they'd listen to radio to hear music or whatever. But now it's like everyone's looking for entertainment. Everyone's Everyone's... We're in hard times, like everyone's looking for escape. escape. So mm -hmm. the funny shit, <laughs> you want to see the. You don't always want to be serious. You mm -hmm. don't always want to be, and 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 the thing is with the silly shit, it overshadows everything else mm. massively. This this this, you know, you could call them novelty records. You could call them this 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 that and the other, but because it drives engagement, 
it it goes off more mm. than that person mm-hmm. who's wrote one of the most meaningful songs ever. Mm. It's it's a very difficult balance, I think, for like um, music in this day and age. Because as a not, right, as a DJ, you can't just be a DJ that plays in the club, right? You've got to be a DJ that's on stage with an artist doing a radio show, doing the podcast. You know yourself, you're doing it yourself. You've got to do the podcast, mm-hmm. right? make music, have um, an opinion, mm-hmm. like critical opinion in situations. You've got to do all of these things mm-hmm. and then even delve into artistry if you, if you can, mm-hmm. right? So think about what it is for an artist now. For an artist, it's like, all right, first of all, you've got to um, get your voice right. You've got to get your message right. Mm-hmm. You've got to get your words together or whatever type of artist you are, you've got to get your music together, whatever you're doing. Then you've got to A&R yourself mm. because you've got to be like, all right, so what do people want to hear? Mm-hmm. Or whether you're on that tip where you're like, you know what, this is me and mm-hmm. this is what people are going to hear. Where If you're strong enough to do that, then that you're still a and in yourself to do that. Then you've got to market yourself. Then you've got to figure out how you cut through and then first few Instagram posts or that first YouTube video or that first tweet or whatever, how do you define your voice online and everything mm-hmm. else? Then you've got to do all of that. Then you've got to figure out how to do a live show. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to keep that courage for when there's only five people there mm-hmm. and again and again and again until there's 10 people there. Mm-hmm. Shit, progress. Mm-hmm. You know, and you've got to keep doing that until you get to a thousand people and all of that. It, and, then, and then you're at the mercy of like, public opinion which is which is squashed into this little thing on a timeline on the screen mm-hmm. it's hard mm. it's the hardest thing to be an artist right now mm. all of these challenges like it's 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 the greatest time ever but it's also like one of the most difficult times ever because mm. even though all right we've got no gatekeepers now all right there's more digital channels all right we've got streaming it doesn't cost anything to put out a track now compared to what it used to all right great 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 now it's like all right i gotta compete with these 400,000 things that people are looking at on a daily basis. It's mm. like, how do you cut through? Life deep into the 21st century. Do you know what I'm saying? And I feel like I've spoken about this in different incarnations, in various capacities, in like on different platforms or whatever. But the antics, silly-ish, as you called it, versus the more serious music, where does the integrity lie? Can you be an artist doing the silly-ish all the time with integrity? Can you be? I think there's some artists that have figured it out. They know what to do. There's some artists who know, you know, look, I'm not saying he does silly-ish, but Dave will do one of the most thought-provoking albums, live shows, tracks, etc. But he knows how to talk on Twitter. He knows how to talk on social media. Mm. When he dropped that line about being caught in 4K and all of that, and this, 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 that, and the other, mm. he, he knows how to, you know what I mean? He does it. He does it with the right balance. Mm. But not everybody can figure out how to do that. Not everybody can figure out how to um, talk to different audiences. Mm. It's it's hard. It's hard. Some people who fall flat on their face. Quick and then money. they don't want to go on it again. Quick money versus the long money, man. I question if I was making music right about now, whether I was producing like yourself or like I was actually on the microphone, what kind of direction would I take? Because do I want that quick money? Maybe not the long money. Or do I want the longer money that's not guaranteed? But the quick money doesn't last. Never. It mm. doesn't. We've seen a lot of people come and go. 
was that something that was very much at the, I know it's a different time at the turn of the century, but when you were producing for So Solid and So Solid were making their music, where did it lie, man? Was it like attention seeking or was it, we want to make music really like how we want to make it with not much filter? It was exactly that, bro. We wanted to do it our way. From the production, that was us, right? We went out there seeking the guy that went and produced the last hit for anyone else. Or we was like very conscious of amongst our area of Battersea injunction, like who who's got what value, creative value to bring to the table, who's passionate about what they do, mm-hmm. from DJ producers and most of our DJs were producers as well, or became producers. Um, but it was all about passion. Do you know what I mean? It was never. You have to remember as well. It was so solid. It was like internet wasn't even around like, you know it wasn't even a thought process mm-hmm. so we was just following passion and watching like the americans uh have fun on stage have fun on and we was like yo we want to be doing that and then we used obviously the dance element of garage turned it into two-step and started bringing the hip-hop the raga element into it and i was bringing the south asian style and melodies into it and my brother as well with his singing as well shout out seth um so yeah, I mean, it was never about the money. Like we was hustlers, we always have been. Like to a certain extent, we was about the money, but it was never, do you know what I mean? Like, well, we want to get to this, we want to get to that. We just happened to keep falling into it, like stage by stage. Sam, like whether we're um, really talking about both of you, like we're talking about whether gatekeepers exist or people with such power in the music industry still exist because we're saying it's possibly being replaced by the algorithm. Um, how did a young kid from Manchester, Manchester, you know, up north, come to London and become a linchpin of this London music scene, which is there for having an impact on the whole nation? How did you, how did you make that journey, man? It's a fan. I told you, I, I, I wanted in. I wanted to work with great artists. I wanted to work in music. Um, you know. I was raised on hip hop and everything else, and I just wanted in, and that's it. Like, you know, I I went, I went to college, I went to uni. While I was at uni, I just tapped in. I I picked the, the course that required the least amount of responsibility, which which at the time I thought it was human communication. So I was like, yeah, I'll just do this, and then it would allow me to DJ and build my name up as a DJ and and put on student raves and build my brand, build my name and everything else. So while I was at uni, I was teaching myself marketing and street promotion, but I was doing the human communications degree, which is actually, in hindsight, is one of the best things I could have ever done because um, it's a degree in communicating with people. So, you know, (laughs) I've been doing Friday Night Radio for 20 years. I can rock a show whether it's 10 people or whether it's 100,000 people. It's talking to the crowd. So it's all of these things like what the degree didn't help. <laughs> I, c- I can I can I can go to the, the the gulliest pirate station anywhere in the world, but I can sit in any boardroom with any exec of any level. Facts. How um, do you master that balance, man, of being able to you know speak to the streets but speak to the boardroom? Be yourself, Facts. and that's it. Don't don't put on an act. Don't pretend you're something that you're not. Be unapologetic with who you are. Um, what you stand for and what you know and what you do. Mm. If you don't know something, ask. Mm. Um, if you've got an opinion and you feel it's right, um, say it in the right way. Mm. Like, there's a way to say it. Mm. Like, you don't always... Like, it, you, you can have the right idea and the right message, but you might not put it across in the right way. 
and just just read the room. Someone fresh from the streets, though. How do they master that? Like, from nah, going from so the there's some people that are incredible at that. It doesn't. Look, you don't need the degree to like deal with people. No, nah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm I, not even saying regardless the, of the for degree. For me, it was the sociology, the psychology. I, I took from, I ate that up. I was like, oh, okay. So there's certain things like when, you know, you could be talking to someone, right? And they do this. <laughs> They're not feeling what you're saying. Mm. So change the message. Mm. If you're trying to get something across, if you're trying to get them to like you, if you're <laughs> trying to get, change the message. Mm -hmm. The other thing, the eye contact thing. It's like it's all of them things. It's like basic stuff, but mm. but when you see it, when you when you know about it, and you're like, and you react to it and act with it and and use it like within your day to day, mm. it's invaluable. Like, mm. It's priceless. There's some people who've naturally got that. There's some great businessmen, great entrepreneurs. Like look, mega, hundred mega could go in any mega from me Mega just he 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 could sit in front of anyone and sell what he was selling, mm. like. And there's other people like that. It's not, it's, you know. So I think for that, there's, there's some entrepreneurs who just got that flair mm. and just, just get it. Like in this day and age right now, there's loads of entrepreneurs within our scene. Like we're popping as well. Mm. Um, there's probably more millionaires. Now there is more millionaires now within our scene than ever before. Facts. Ever. Like, mm. like multi-millionaires in some cases. Just to clarify, um, when you're saying our scene, because some people might be like, what's he talking about? The rap scene. UK rap scene. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's 300 rappers in cycle right now. And you, you got to look at... That's that's an industry in itself. Like, mm. forget the music industry, the rap industry. Mm. So if you've got 300 rappers in cycle, that's 300 managers, that's 300 videographers, mm. or like, you know, like I'm just saying, mm. obviously there's some people who work for other artists mm. and everything else. That's 300 producers mm. who are getting paid at any given time. Mm. That's... It's, it's a massive, PR, massive personal scene. assistants, hey, yeah, 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 runners... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 like, um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of money, mm. right? So think about the managers who are managing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna hot anyone up, like, but, but think about the managers who are managing the most successful acts. Like, mm. they're popping. There's, nice. there's a lot happening. They're nice. They're having a good Christmas. Mm. So, so what I'm saying is, it's like nice Christmas. That, I said nice Christmas, you know. Yeah. So so there's a lot of people who are very well versed in walking into a boardroom and saying this is what it is mm -hmm. and saying, you know, doing the business. There's a lot of people who who've mastered that and it's great. It's great to see. Um I think you're playing down the Manchester to London route because it's still challenging now. Like London is the epicenter of the UK and for entertainment and for music and back then like at the turn of the century when you were coming through I feel like you're painting it as like an easier journey than what it was. Nah, yeah, but it was easy because you know what it was? Thursday night at 1am, I got the coach down to London, right? And the coach is the uncoolest thing, is the uncoolest way to travel, right? Mm. Most people, nah, I'm not getting a train. Yeah, I want to drive down or whatever. Mm. I was getting the coach because it was only twenty pounds. Mm. Like my money went further if I got the coach. Mm. So I get the one a.m. coach, land in London for seven or eight a.m. Sleep on the coach overnight. I'd hit all the offices. I'd hit the I'd hit all the record shops. Do everything, and then and then get the last coach home. Right, oh. and then and and that was just grind. That was just commitment. The last that was coach home on what day? Friday. So I'd come down on the Thursday night, go back on the Friday night, and then do my Saturday weekend job in the builder's yard, mm. like. I, I just grafted like mm. it, it and that's it I'm not I'm not I've never been 
a fade to graft. What were the main hurdles though? Like, because it wasn't just all plain sailing. When you're coming down to a, another city that's miles and miles away, different culture, different dialects, people that don't know you, possibly ain't got family. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, yeah. What were the main hurdles, man? Not being rated. Not being rated because of your it, accent? But everything. Like, they just look at you like your country. But that doesn't happen any Like, does it happen yeah, yeah, as much? But, but then what happened is it got to a point where you had to rate me. I was coming through, whether you like me or not, mm. like you're rating me. Mm. And that's it. And that's that's what you got to do in life. Anything like you got to go so hard that they have to respect you and rate you whether they want to or not. And that and that's it. You, you've got to overdo it until that because nothing's fair. Mm-hmm. No one owes you anything. No one's going to walk you in and, hey, this is how it's done and teach you. And no one's going to put their arm around you and bring you through. Doesn't You got to figure it out yourself. And that's so, it. So if but, you're but, you know, but, but another put like... You know, you're talking about this. You got to look what Addicts has done. Addict, Addicts has mashed up the scene, man. He's come down, kicked open doors, and built an empire. Mm. Like he's he's done it exponentially. Like Can you talk about clarify again. What's that? Who who was you? Addicts. He manages Addicts. H. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Addict, yeah, Addicts yeah. is a beast. Mm. Like he, and most people don't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm saying he's from Manchester. He came down and just did it. And it's the same thing. He wasn't looking for acceptance. He mm. wasn't looking up, for man. like yeah. No, no no one no one was helping him out like that. He just did it and carved out a name for himself. So. Mm. And I think there's other people from up north who've done similar things and similar moves. What I would say is beware of anyone from out of London because they're going to outwork you. That's what I would say. Love that. I would. I, that's what I would say. So like, a young kid from a small I, town around the UK. I was, right that's all I was now. ever. That's all I was ever wary of. Like, oh, he's from. Oh, okay, okay, I'll watch him. Because it's like they, you know, different to brand mo- to move to London. You know how much it, you know how much that costs. Mm. Like. And if you and haven't it's got family, more expensive. yeah. And if you haven't got family down there, it's like I had to, I had to, I had to sell beats, right, to pay to do work experience in London. The first, the first beats I ever made, I sold them for like three hundred pounds, right, mm-hmm. purely so I could come to London and do work experience at Sony, and then. Um, Selling beats alone, man. B- b- well done on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was it. It was just a hustle. I need to get down and learn, and that was it. It wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't buying clothes. I wasn't doing all of that. It was just like first money I made from music was reinvested it straight away. And then, um, when I first moved to London, I got a flat for four hundred pound a month, which was ant infested. It's whole. It's like hell. It's horrible. Mm. Second flat I got six hundred pound a month cockroach infested mm. yo i've i've done the graft i've done the mm. grind it's like but you have to do it to get your foot in the door down here because say so now you're in a penthouse yeah <laughs> nah, now i'm in croydon <laughs> <laughs> listen I don't downplay croydon you know because <laughs> croydon, big man. there i love you know i love croydon reminds me of manchester it's mm. in in a lot of ways and it's like the people there are dope it's a dope community i know everyone down there um there's good bits, there's bad bits, but I, I love it down there. So you made it from Manchester to London and, and becoming a linchpin of this music industry. What do you have to say to anyone? I'm not saying Manchester's a small town, but um, the young kids that live in a small town around the UK right now that want to come to the epicentre, which is London, follow the yellow brick road and penetrate this industry right here, which is the epicentre. Just for example, what tips you have for them, man? Get your education. Load up with your education first and foremost. Go to school, do the GCSEs, do the A-levels, go to college, go to university, get your degree, tap in, get involved with artists. If there's someone who you think's hot as an artist, try and manage them. Like, because if 
if they need help, you could probably help them and learn things at the same time. Um, and and go hard and outwork everybody. You you get up at an hour earlier, go to bed an hour later than everybody mm. else. You just got to go hard. Mm. And that's it. It's, it's, you know, there's people who spend their life watching TV or whatever, or they've got other distractions or whatever, or just get smoked out or whatever. It's it's gonna it's gonna feel very very lonely because mm-hmm. not everyone's gonna have that same vision of where you want to go and what you want to do, and you've got to be very fresh minded mm-hmm. in that approach, and a lot of, you'll grow out of a lot of people very quickly mm-hmm. every couple of years because they can't keep up, and that and that's no disrespect to anyone. That's just everyone's got their own values and paths and what they want to do and what they want to mm-hmm. achieve, and sometimes you you'll work with someone in, and your paths are aligned for a minute. Sometimes. You don't, mm. but just tap in with other people. You are who you know. Um, surround yourself with people who know more than you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know something, just ask persistently. Anyone who's making it in the scene, right? And I'm saying this, whether it's a manager, DJ, anybody who's notable owes you in terms of passing on information. Mm-hmm. So never be afraid to ask because the thing is, it's 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 got to be handed down. The knowledge has to be passed on. Mm. Love that. An algorithm isn't going to pass it on. <laughs> Algorithm's the enemy. Yeah. Mm. AI isn't going to pass that on. AI is taking it for itself. AI is mm. taking that experience and morphing it into something else. In mm. a minute, it's going to be Skynet. Mm. So Terminator. <laughs> Find him, bro. Mm. So so what I'm saying is, it's it's like you've got to absorb everything and learn as much as you can. You've got to be like a sponge and just and you know like if you're if you're between eighteen to twenty five you probably haven't got any responsibilities, right? You may not have kids at that point. Mm. You you may not have to take care of your family. I know some people do and whatnot. But if you've got no responsibilities, yo, go it's hard. grind yo, time. Yo, just, yo, even even if it's like, just move down to London or move to New York, move to LA, just, just make things happen because mm. you've got no responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to be able to do that when you're in your 30s. Mm-hmm. You're not, or it's more challenging. No, you're just not, though. You're not. You're not going to have that flagrant, careless, um, blind desire mm. to hook up with people and connect and hang out in studios and roll into parties or mm. roll into this and make moves. Hey, I'm blah blah blah. And da, 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 da. It's different as you mm. get older. That gets harder to do. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm saying, just do it while you're young. Just do mm. it immediately. Don't think twice about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Is is you, you gotta take chances. Mm. You you gotta take the risks. And if you don't, just get a regular job. Man, shabs. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying, if you really Real want talk. it, you can make it happen. Get in where you're fitting. Shabs. How does a young kid from Battersea make it from being in a whole? Well, you know what? Let's take out the, the crew out of it. How does a young kid from Battersea elevate from the streets to the boardrooms and exec level like you've done? Do you know what? Again, it was it's like it sounds cliche again. Passion, man, passion, and being like being from the streets, being hustlers from the street. We was mad observant of characters. Do you know what I mean? And it was about applying that, dealing with customers and whatnot, and then bringing that into the boardroom. That confidence. Do you know what I mean? Being able to know that you can adapt and talk to professionals. Do you know what I mean? Because the kind of people we dealt with as customers were all different types of. You know what I mean? Um, go on, I got a question for you. Go on, fam. What did you take away from your first meeting with Jay-Z? Um, what did I take away from that? Do you know what? It's possible. That's what, mm. I, got. That's what I took away from it. So I've, inter- I've interviewed Jay-Z a few times. Always inspiring, right? It's always the first time. 
I'm not ashamed to say I was shaking because I was just like, was mm. over. like mm-hmm. I was, I was, I just about managed to do it mm-hmm. without because I was just like, oh man, you know what I mean? It's like this is someone that you expect is greatest rapper alive and all of that, and you gotta get it right, right? Mm-hmm. So I've done the interviews thing and everything else, mad cool guy and everything else, and then but when he became um, president of Def Jam and I was working at Universal at the time, he came to the building. Right, mm-hmm. for a meeting. Um, so I'm there in the boardroom and I'm like, you know, I'm sat at the end of the table. He he's there, the other end, and the whole label's there and everything else. Now to everyone else in the label, I don't know what that meeting meant to them, mm-hmm. right? But for me, I was like, I was like, wow, this is deep. Mm-hmm. Like, and your your mind kicks in. Like, you you start thinking things, and I was like, you'd be like, all right, just stay composed. You know, you know, don't say anything <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and da, 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 da. and there's it's Jay-Z though like you know like <laughs> you know, the band of zombie now like yeah, that kicks there's a bit of that going on <laughs> and then I was looking at this guy and I I always used to feel guilty that I was doing too much like at the time I was touring with this I would Did you Rascal? yeah I would I would do a label meeting at 9.30 jump out of the label meeting zoom down at M4 and I'd be on a plane at Heathrow at 10.30 going somewhere around the world to DJ mm-hmm. And then people call me up. They say, "Oh, where, where, where are you, Semtex? Oh, I'm just in a meeting. I'm halfway up a mountain <laughs> doing a festival in Switzerland." <laughs> so, and 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 the thing is, I used to feel guilty because I'm like, "Wow, well, I'm doing the label thing. I'm doing the radio, and and I'm DJing, and I'm, I'm everywhere. Like, you know, maybe I'm doing too much." When I had that meeting and Jay Z was there and he's breaking every time, I looked at him and I'm like, "He's here as the president of Def Jam Records. He's here promoting his film Fade to Black. He's doing a show." He's got his clothing line at Selfridges. He's got his latest vodka or alcohol, whatever it was at the time. I was like, I'm not doing enough. Mm. I was like, I'm really not. Like, mm. and, and that's what I'm saying. It's like when, you know, he's the American dream. He embodies that. Mm. And, and this is what I'm saying. When, when it comes to um, what we do, whether you're an artist, manager, DJ, creative, whatever it is you're trying to do, you got to go hard. You mm. got to do everything. Go harder, go hard. You got to try everything. Mm. You might be better at that thing that you've never tried before than you are at the thing that you think you're destined for. You don't mm. know. Real talk. So you've always got to like spread your wings and mm. tap in and just try different things and, mm. and get your money from different ways. Mm. When the lockdown happened, it was the first time where I was like, yo, I'm thankful I've done all of these hustles mm. because let's say you got six or seven hustles going on. Three of them got wiped out in the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Like live, forget it. Mm-hmm. I've been a DJ for two years. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all these live streams. Like We're talking about putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So so it was the first time ever I was like, you know what? It's good I did everything. Mm. Like, thank God I did all of this because mm. it, I would have been wounded, right? Mm-hmm. So so at the end of the day, it's like, what I took that from when I first... What did you take from your first conversation with Jigger, man? Jay Z, Sean Carter. Again, it was it's all possible, but the main sort of character, well, not character, person for me out of that whole movement was Tai Tai. Like he was, he was the one that, if if if, if I be honest, empowered me and made me believe that you know what, this is doable. Um, because when I first met the whole camp, it was, I'm a real personality type person. And his personality to me was mad infectious. And I remember when I first met him, it was him that I sort of stuck to more than out of everyone out of the whole movement. And this guy in about early 2000s. And then um, I was just taking frequent trips 
to America, like every other month. I was just going out at that time when Jay was the the, the president of Decham. But I would sit with Ty, Ty, mm -hmm. Ty. I would just sit with him, and he he was just oh four oh five times. Pardon? Oh four oh five times. Yeah, around about then, and it was around about those times. He had just he had just signed Neo, and I was watching that whole process throughout every month, and I was seeing that b being built, and so I was taking a lot of. Um, confidence a lot of gems from Ty do you know what I mean like even though Jay's the man my focus was Ty like mm. that whole like building it and putting it out there in the world like, I love rappers I like obviously I love hip hop but for me it was more like how are you making this work how are you putting this out so my main sort of like person out of that whole movement was was uh, was Ty Ty you know, you know the one to add to that what I would say it's broad in your circle right mm. and people from overseas have a very different perspective on things and a very different energy. Very. Mm -hmm. in, you, you need in your team, you need to know someone in Canada, a couple of people in the US, a couple of people from Nigeria, Ghana, South Africa, because it's just a different, they've got a different outlook. Your connects, different energy. basically. Get your yeah, connects international, up. because, and, you, and you'll take from that and you'll give to them as well. It's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's a give and take. Me casa, su casa. To that yeah. point, you've got to learn from them. Like. Yeah. And, and, and the energy that they got will help you evolve. You know, there's the things that you'll take from them, mm. whether it's just someone, someone might be super positive, mm. someone might be super enthusiastic or someone might be super gully, mm -hmm. like, and, and not care, like, and whatever. There's things that you can take from all of them. So, and, and not to say that you ain't getting that in the UK, but in the UK, we're an island. We've got an island mentality, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> from Manchester, yo, we, we have chips on our shoulder up there. Like, mm -hmm. and that Manchester state of mind of, I, I do it to this mm. day but you, you've got to take other ways of thinking in the same way that the London state of mind is yeah. very different I think he's talking about coming outside of the echo chamber whether that's your community your area nah, I'm, I'm talking about influence I'm talking about like the echo chamber is something else the echo chamber is the bubbles that we can be in every day and mm. everything else but I'm saying permanent life changing attributes um, your friends contacts whatever your associates whatever make it international because it's different to, to sam's point man and i agree like i even to day right i like to ask people about not so much of like what they do is but how they do it do you get what i'm trying to say and a lot of these like coming from the streets as well we like to well just some people in general we like to see things on the surface and be like i want to be that i want to do that and we just take the swag that's what we're taking we're taking what's, what's written on the cereal box you know what i mean but it's more yeah. about what's inside that ingredients. Yeah, how did it? How did, and that, that's why I started doing interviews. I just wanted to know how did you do that. That's basically all we're doing. Like when you do interviews, it's like how does that work? Yeah, and I, it, I see basically. it as a case study, but to, mm. uh, some people yeah, see lessons. it like lessons. Yeah, it's a lesson. Every, every podcast do, I do is a lesson. It's a class. Mm. And, Amen. And, and uh, to that point as well, it's about the key is learn a person's habits, man. That's the key. Like, what is their habits of how they start their day to end their day? Because mm -hmm. within that, there's so much gems which makes them great. Because that's what we're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. Is greatness. Mm -hmm. So it's about the habits, man. The good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And we also have those habits as well. And it's about letting go of those habits to make ourselves great. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, to Sam's point, ask questions. Observe of what makes that character, that character or that mm -hmm. person, that per or that business, that business. Mm -hmm. It's about habits. I think we all agree in this room that the ideology of a gatekeeper is outdated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's evolved since then. Human but Jay, gatekeepers. 
Yeah, human gatekeepers. Yeah, right. Because now it's Jay, the playlists. Jay was definitely a gatekeeper back in the time when he was the head of Def Jam and things that he's done. He was bringing through. He was definitely creating a pathway. Now you said that um, when you sat down with him, you was doing a lot of things before as a creative. You was doing a lot of things. All of your eggs weren't in one basket. But then when you sat down with him, you realized you weren't doing enough. Now as creatives, how do we balance that between, you know, having different streams of things that we're doing? not having all of our eggs in one basket, but not doing too much because burnout's a thing. Health is to consider. Family life is to consider. Balance. How? How do, how do you master the balance? Drink water, eat healthy, <laughs> don't smoke, don't do drugs, um, be selfish with your time, um, take time to read, take time to rest, Take time to exercise, balance your timetable out your life, and don't, and I would say, uh, and don't and, uh, panic. And do we feel like a lot of people that we know in the music industry do those things? Some do. I know. I know. I know some great people who do that very, very well. Would I? Is it? Is it enough of an assumption to say that when you say some, that is the minority? Yeah, because it's it's life. It's like not everyone's on it. Not everyone wants. To, not everyone wants to go hard twenty four seven. Look, all right, parties, right? people party i don't i'm in the dj booth like if i'm not djing like i'm in the dj booth like it's it's almost like a it's almost like <laughs> it's like a thing for me i can't i can't i can't do clubs i've never been a clubber i've never been that because i've been djing i'm i'm, I'm the most boring person to be with in a mm. club because i'm not gonna get drunk i'm not dancing i'm not trying to check for gal i'm not trying to do any of that like for me it's just like I start paying attention oh, to the mix that with that. Why would he do that? You know what I mean? I start getting critical. like, And then I'm watching what people are moving to where I'll be like, this track's popping. I need to play this. Or like, you know what? I should never play that track that long. I'm always watching. Like, But if you're not in the booth, like um, many DJs would say part of their job is going to the club to, it's the classroom. You know what I'm saying? So it's not necessarily yeah, but you, clubbing, but being in the classroom to see what's going on in the club yeah, setting. And, and you don't need to be there every week. You don't need to be up in tape every Friday popping bottles, spending money. You don't need to be doing that. Big mm -hmm. or tape though. And also, it's like, you know, for me, like, for me, it's like, um, you got to have balance and that's it. That is the key. And that, that's all there is to it. Balance. By yeah. the way, I, I want to big up Sam as well. And I say that, the reason why I'm saying this, right, you was asking me like, the, the, with the transition, remember coming in as a producer from Soul Selling, running about on the streets and whatnot and still for a lot of us it hadn't even sunk in when we was at our peak that what was going on it didn't for me anyway mm -hmm. like again passion just running through and i remember i started looking into more people like us in the executive sides and i remember one day it was putney i think was it was it a def jam building yeah. up in putney i, I was in I, I went into the i don't know why i was around there anyway and i remember going in the building and this is when I was asking questions in internally, like what else is there? Do you know what I mean? Like I grew up watching the Teddy Rileys, the Michael Bivins, and even down to the Puff, like, bro, but what about what they do? And I remember seeing Sam, I think he was doing Dizzy them times up in the Def Jam. DJing for him. DJing for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember looking at Sam going, right, look, look, he's, he, what does he do? What's he doing there? And I, I was thinking that and I was just mad empowered by seeing Sam move the way he's moving inside that building. Um, was it like a, you go down the stairs? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that stood out. How many years ago was that, Sam, are we talking? Uh, it's years ago. All right, you know, I, I go off time through 
Um, what albums were released? Yeah, that yeah, year? yeah, yeah. That was when <laughs> Blueprint was out. Yeah, <laughs> on Pain Is Love. It was that era. Um, was it oh, before three Boy? Times? Yeah, days before Boy in the Corner. Yeah. So he's and 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 even with that, it was like, um, I never wanted to do A and R, but when I got asked to do um, the Death Jam stuff, let me in put the a UK, pin in there. When we put a pin in there, you never wanted to A and R. Some people don't know what an A and R is. So yeah. break down what an A and R is. Well, A and R is like stands for artist and repertoire, and the thing is, it's like you know you you you're supposed to look for artists, develop them, sign them, and help them make records and everything else and all of that. I never actually wanted to do it. Mm. Um, Why? Because I know what I like, what I like. Mm. I know as a DJ, it's like I know what's popping. No one can mm. tell me nothing. <laughs> and again, for doing the radio show, the amount of time I've done it. I'm doing all right, you know what I mean? I'm doing something right, mm-hmm. right? So I think with with the A&R thing, again, all the things that came with it and everything else and all of that, I never wanted to do it. When I seen Diz and Wiley, I wanted to do it because I was like, these guys should be signed. Mm-hmm. These guys, these, that's what got me into it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I tried to get them in and it was too early. Mm-hmm. Cut a long story short, it was just too early at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think with with... You know, there was a situation where I had other A&R guys always coming to me like, oh, let me pick your brain for a minute. I, f- mm. I hate that. I hate that line. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to get on the wrong side of me, just say to me, let me pick your brain. Start <laughs> a conversation with that. <laughs> what what, what is smoke. it about that? What is it about Because that? basically when someone says to you, let me pick your brain, it's, bro, you know what I'm going on. I'm going to rinse you for information what? and not Free do anything for you in return. That's what that means. Mm. So... So it's like, isn't everyone doing that anyway, though? No, but there's there's a way of there's you a want way them to of be more cloak and dagger. No, nah, it's not even about it being more cloak and dagger. Like, there's some people who just just rinse you, just they'll just rinse, it's on a rinse out. And when someone says, "Let me pick your brain," that's a rinse out. I think they want to rinse the Let me culture pick your brain well. for a minute. Like, what mm. exactly are you playing? Every what? What was your track list on your show? Like, you mm. know what I'm saying? It's like if if you had a label person coming up to you every week. All right, so what's popping, SK? Right, what do you think is going to work? Mm. So you think that person is going to work? Okay, mm. I'm, I'm going to go and sign them. Okay, mm. thank you. <laughs> and then when that record pops off and everything else, yeah, we've got a launch party. Here's a ticket. That's what you you're what I'm saying? It's yeah, a rinse yeah. out. Mm. No pun intended. But this happens a lot in the music industry. I just want to say it happens in that every you industry. have people um, at the record exec roles that be coming down to the people that were on the ground and they're getting some free consultation, asking for that, like the gems and what's hot and what's going on. And they take the stuff, the information, and they don't really credit you for it. And they don't do nothing back in return. Yeah, no. Like if no someone's returns. saying, they don't give back. If someone say, if it's if it's a situation where it's like, what's happening? How can I help you? Like, how can we work together? Mm-hmm. What can we do? That's da, different. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's 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 different, and it's an exchange of like intel. It's an exchange of intent, and you know, we've all, like I said, we've all got to pull pull each other through. We've all got to help out where we can or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Like. If if you say to me one day I'm looking for this, da, da, I might be, I might know. Ah, right, you guys should connect. You know, da, 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 da. It's, it's sharing the information. It's but sharing. when you're on the ladder on the way up, and let's just call them for the sake of it, like the gatekeepers in, in prior years, they 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 were the people that was in control. So they would be the people that were picking the brains of the people on, <laughs> on the lower levels. You know what I'm saying? So how well, it happens wh- in every industry, by the of way. Of course it does. But when you're, when you're when you're when you're on the ladder on the way up, how do you get around those people of power when you want to learn? Like, how would you do that? How how did it go on back then? And how should it happen now, do you think? 
I think you gotta have that intent of what you gotta have a goal of what you want and what you want to achieve, and you, you gotta have an end goal or an end game of what you want, and then you gotta get all that information that you can get to get to that point. So if this person's got that information, you gotta find a way to talk to them or talk to them, just ask them whatever, whatever. Um, if the skills that you're lacking, you gotta get them skills and get that experience and and just fill in the holes in your CV. Um, your bio, whatever, whatever it is you're doing, you just got you just got to level up. You got you got to figure out how to level up. But I think with um, there's some people though who just try and rinse you, bro. Mm. Like, and I'm saying I'm not even just saying it's like evil and our man. Leeches, <laughs> they're leeches. Yeah, it's it's that. There's, there's there's people you'll come across people like that, and like they'll rinse you for everything. It could be one of your rivals that you're not even aware that it's your rival yet. Mm. It's like. So I'm just saying it's like when 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 if you're approaching someone offer something back don't just try and rinse someone mm. because it's like it's like I said everyone's got a duty to bring people through. Do you give opportunities Sam? Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. I've done, done a few. Are, are you still doing that now? Daily. Yeah. yeah. People approach you for opportunities? Yeah, 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 daily. How do they find you, I, man? I mean, I, there'll, be, there'll be points in time where you're in a different position from where you are in another point in time, mm-hmm. which is more aligned for what you can do. Like, there's there's been times where I've been like, do this and I can hook this up. But, but then you move somewhere else or whatever and you can't do that anymore mm-hmm. and that window closes. So it's like everyone has got to take advantage of the moments that they're in, you know. But, yeah, you know. I want to say, man, let me rewind because as a youngster, as being 14, 15, yeah, my sort of early plottings into the music industry was being around Tim Westwood, yeah? And I didn't know anybody. And I'll tell you what I done. I went to the reception of a big radio station, friending up the security guy, and waited around till I saw Westwood coming in and out of the place. And I hounded this guy for a long time until he paid attention. And then I became part of his street team, working part of his production company, and then working as part of a big corporation that has letters by it yeah you know the corporation in it so i was working there for a number of years and while i was there i was meeting loads of people learning loads of stuff in my early years of becoming a dj and presenting on radio and i didn't even realize what i was learning at the time but what i also in hindsight remember was being i was asked a lot of questions and i feel like a lot of people were rinsing me like you know what i'm saying and Westwood in particular used to ask me so many questions and I used to think to myself, why does he care about what I think? And when I think hind, like retrospectively, it goes back to young people just effortlessly doing what they're doing and being in the, you know, in the schoolyard and being on pulse with what's cool and the trends. And I feel like the leeching happens in many directions, mm. whether it's conscious or not conscious it happens and no, so i i wanted be, to be next to a corporation and a, and a big dj to get experience and know what's going on and then on the other side of things i was being tapped into to a, a demographic of people that you know maybe you're not naturally next to mm. i feel like like even with oh, my hold on, hold on. Oh, go, go. i was wary of you back then <laughs> say again i was wary of you back then do you remember me from them yeah because i was like oh my man's over there yeah Okay. I didn't think you remembered. Because <laughs> you know the maddest no. thing is, yeah? Obviously, there's an age gap between us, yeah? But I remember you coming to the building a few times, yeah? And me having to, like, sort of be like, he can't come in. 
because I was told like you can't come into the building or you can't come in certain spaces. I didn't think you remembered me from back then, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I Why was you like, wary of him. Why? <laughs> because the, that man over there. <laughs> you know what it. You know what it is. You, you, just from this, what you this, said. This just from what you said just now. Yeah. You know what it is. Mm. That's what it was. That's what it was like. That's interesting to know, man. It's so funny when you look back and you just don't realise how things connect. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, man, there's all, there's a story for everybody. But that was a brief little part of the story. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, j- just to touch up on that as well, like my experience coming up when people are trying to take off you, it's about not being vulnerable as well. It's about being in there saying, listen, I know what I'm talking about. Mm. This, you know, I'm t- not arrogance. It's just that passion that brings that confidence in you where people feel like, you know what? If I need this information, i got to hire you, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's cons- consult, because I've done a lot of consultations for loads of... Because co- I'll be going in there not being vulnerable, saying, yo, I know my culture. I know what we're doing. All right, Shabs, you know what? How much a month? Uh, well, well, all right, cool, now... But then there's that other side, do you know what I mean? Of just taking, because they can see the vulnerability in you to be like, so how do you, uh, who is hot next? It's like, yo, you can't just walk into this culture and just, what's hot next? And When you were younger, did you realise people were leeching off you or getting that information off you though? Did you realise? Because I, 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 it took a bit of time. Away. You did. But is that is that mank chip on the shoulder? You, is the mank radar like... You, you, the you know what it is. <laughs> do you know it what it is? You know what it is. It's like, oh, okay. All right. Do you know what? I, I had the bit of the reverse. Like, People were scared to approach us or pr- approach me. Mm-hmm. I had to do the other way around. Like coming away from like when the Soul Solid situation and just the UK black culture, not just Soul Solid, when it started to have its like police and government get involved, the do's and don'ts and mm. just the sound of UKG started to kind of like the club nights were shutting down and whatnot. So I'm not just putting it on Soul Solid mm-hmm. and, and, and some of the uh, badness that came with it of mistakes. I had to go and kind of go and rebuild relationships, you know what I mean? And prove to people that we're not coming in there with with things on us, do you know what I mean? Mm. So, but I just knew in general, coming from the streets, from the hustle that people were out there to just be like, yo, how'd you do that? Mm-hmm. What's that you got over there on, the, on, on that day waiting? Do you get what I'm trying to say? So I learned from back then mm. to move forward that there's that vulnerability of people just coming in just to take from you and then just kick out, do you know what I mean? In your early days, in your youth, early early parts of Mr. Shabs whether it was with um, So Solid or before So Solid was there a big organisation or a person of status or clout or a gatekeeper if you want to say that you stood next to or aligned yourself with to quicken the route uh, or learn from before So Solid any time in your early career um, Mega will be like the one of the first like if we're talking music business and professional, Megs will be that first guy. But also it's like, I, it's, it's, it's not many people know this. I, even though we're from the same estate, me, Mega, Swiss, k we all grew together. Mm-hmm. I joined Soul Solid after. Mm-hmm. Cause, and I say, the reason I'm saying this, right? Cause I had that real sort of, again, we're hustlers, right? I, I orchestrated my first solo record there was Mr. Shabs through Yellow Pages. So I was looking at uh, record labels. Right, man said yellow pages. Yellow this pages. is a big, a big, a big directory of numbers that used yeah. to be there for the public. Yeah. Any, anyone could use. Because I was producing my own tunes as Mr. Shabs, just from mm. the block. Like, I, I'm a fan of the Soul Solid. I'm a fan of the scene. I'm a fan of UK Garage, and I had a tune that I'd done with Mac, um, MC Mac, and my brother. Mm-hmm. But I just did that just off the whim. Like, I just love this Mac. I grew up with as well. 
Mm-hmm. But I worked so solid then. So I went on Yellow Pages and then I remember one of the record labels that I called was Polydor Records. Went to the A&R department. I was like, yeah, I'll, I've got a hot record. Can I speak to the A&R department? And I ended up meeting Jade, um, incredible A&R. Um, and she was doing a lot of garage stuff. So I sat with Jade and then she put me on to... Is that Jade, Jade Richardson? Jade Richardson. Shout mm-hmm. out to Jade Richardson. So then she put me on to a few A&Rs. And that's how I... So again, it's passion, hustler's mentality, going forward... Do you know what I mean? Like, we're mm. not stopping. We're not waiting for validation. I'm not waiting for no one to tell me I'm going to do it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it was through that conversation, Megs was like, are you dumb? Like, what are you doing by yourself? Like, mm. we're family. And I was like, do you know what, blood? Like, what am I doing? And we literally mm. live on the same estate. Mm. And I was like, yeah, Early fam. days are so solid. Early days are so solid. And I was like, yeah, fam, of course I'm in. Crazy. Sam, your, your journey, you know what I mean? I, I don't know whether it was before you came from came down from Manchester to London or when you got to London, was there a big corporation or um, a person of status, inverted commas, gatekeeper, somebody that could help you that you immediately um, sort of aligned yourself with? I would I wouldn't say gatekeepers. I think I've I've been fortunate to have some great people who've opened doors for me. Mm-hmm. Um, let's put them on, man. Let's let's um, put it on record. Well, say say for instance, uh, like I used to do pirate radio. And as the DJ that didn't speak, I just mixed. That was my thing, mm-hmm. right? So um, I got approached by Ray Paul for one extra, and he pushed me to speak. Like, he, and I'd never done it before, so I was just like, "Oh, okay, I do it." And then, yeah, he saw something, gave me an opportunity, and I, and you know, twenty years later, I'm still doing it. So mm-hmm. he saw something that I didn't even see in myself. So um, there was different people that got me in at Sony. Um, at different points, the same thing. It's like the, the, there's good people out there who will give you. An, all they've got to do is give you a chance. Mm-hmm. That's it. You just need a chance to like prove yourself and tap in. And I think with that's sometimes that's all you need to do with with certain people. You, you don't you don't need to hold their hand. Like you don't need to um, be their guardian angel for years or whatever. Whatever. You just need to give them a chance and then show them enough that they can walk then run then fly basically yeah. so and and if you can turn around you know your point in life and say that three or four people have put you on you've done good mm-hmm. like because that's it that's all you need you don't you don't need um more than that it's like you, at the end of the day when someone gives you an opportunity you got to figure out how to take it and run with it you know um and and i've done that for some people i'm not i'm not gonna start like yeah, I've done this, I've done that. Like the people who know know. And that's yeah. it. Those who know know, those who don't know don't matter, basically. So Sam, you're the guy who um definitely interviewed Drake very early in his career in Hyde Park. You interviewed Kendrick Lamar early and these are just some artists to to mention. I remember you being part of the hosting of Kanye West's first album before mm. it came out mm. in a big corporation's building with some letters. And um, we all sat down. John Legend was in the oh, building he was in that as well. Room, yeah. You don't remember? I was in the room, man. I was there, yeah, young. Yeah, yeah. Was in the room still. And yeah. Kanye sat down in the room with us for like a couple hours. John Legend yeah, yeah. was there, and I think it was a matter of maybe twenty people in this yeah, small yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. And um, you was part of that. Kanye West shouted you out. I can't remember what award ceremony it was when he won an award Brits. when he made his speech yeah, yeah. at the Brits. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, this is this is big. You know stuff. what happened with that? Go on. Right. So. Kanye got told um, by 
label people in America, you have to mention these universal execs. Da 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 da. So now nah, I'm not doing that. I don't know those guys. I'm I'm mentioning Semtex and I'm mentioning Rapasco. I know them guys. Mm. That's it. I rated them for that. Mm-hmm. And that was back then. That was yeah. that was second album. Crazy. Like, 2005 yeah 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 mm. late registration times crazy and that yeah. that's to show you like your your worth how big you are like i don't know like some of sometimes these things are medals but what what projects would you say that you are responsible for elevating and i know there's loads of them because you've a&r'd many things you've signed many artists you've been involved in many artists careers what projects would you say that you are responsible for elevating I've I've had I've had a role in lots of things. Mm-hmm. I've had like these things that I was doing officially, these things that I just done under the table behind the scenes just to help a man out or whatever, whatever. Um, I can't like there's there's a lot, but you know what I mean. I, I don't like doing this because it's 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 for the artists. It's their thing. They do all the work. No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to be like. Put some things on the table, man. Nah, put some no, things no, on the no, table. No, 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 no. Hopefully, those nah. artists. Now nah, put some things yeah, on yeah, the yeah, table. That, that's what I'm saying. That I'm not because the thing is, it's like oh, man are too humble certain times. That's what I'm saying. He, like, he, he, he wants to. He wants to be reincarnated after his funeral and <laughs> see it like when he's a ghost. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Nah, it's not even that because what it is, it's like it's like Shab said. It's like like I, name some artists that you signed. Come on, just name, name 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 three artists Yo, that you sign. I ain't doing this. No, nah, you ain't doing I'm this. I'm not doing this. Like it's out there. It's it's not. I'm not. I'm not ashamed. Not embarrassed or anything like that. Yeah. And it's not. But I'm just not. It's not for me to be like, hey, I'll put this person on. I think anyone who does the music and 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 gets to a point where they get signed, release it, or whatever, it's on them. Talk to about talk to us about your role in college dropout being released in the UK. So basically, it's interesting because, you know, like, you know, I was saying... Kanye's first album. Yeah, I was saying Don't Dame Dash Me. It was... I worked with Dame in the beginning um, when he first came over without Jay, when he was coming over and he was he was trying to break Kanye West. And the thing is, with, with Kanye in the beginning, you know, in the documentary where he was going around the office and mm-hmm. playing it and people are, like, just not caring? Yeah. It was the opposite over here. Mm-hmm. Like that that room that you was talking about, it's like a boiler room. We were like, there was a team of us like, oh, this is hot. Mm-hmm. This is this is fire. Like mm-hmm. we, we we knew what it was. Mm-hmm. We knew what was about to happen and everything. So and it was around the time when he first came over mm-hmm. and it was just like we we took him to that building, the letter building. Um we were doing things like that, like dope things like that. We were just like Look, let's do an album playback now. The album's out next week. Let's get. And I called up Ray Paul, like, and I was mm-hmm. like, Ray, look, can we do this? And he was like, Yeah, cool. Is the you know, like some people would be like, Oh, it's a Saturday. We can't do this today. We we need to fill in a risk assessment form and all this nonsense. Ray was like, Yeah, cool. What time? Mm-hmm. And then that was it. And then called around some some of the man them like use use their Benji B's, other DJs and everything else. And it was a real special. Mo- like, it's one of them moments that if you was there, you was there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um. It was basically I was doing all the marketing, I was doing all the promotion. I was mm. there was a time when nobody cared about Kanye's music. Mm. It was it was we were breaking it basically. Mm. We was getting it played in different areas. It was like I had battles on the labels where um the certain tracks where I'm like, This is gonna go. You gotta pay attention to it and you mm. gotta put everything on and this is gonna Are you sure, Semtex? <laughs> Are you sure? I mean <laughs> da, 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 da. I'd be like, This is a number one. And this and is how people actually yo, speak. Yo, seriously, you know? seriously. So, to, but to to be fair, now it's like I'm in a point. I'm at a point where if I say that, yeah, okay, 
Like, what we put on the we plus? Like, and what time? When do we do this? Like, da 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 da. But but it was like it, it was very easy for me just because one as a DJ and my DJ friend network across the UK and across the world. I knew what it was. I knew everything that was going on in hip hop. You couldn't tell me nothing. I knew what was popping, what was about to pop, and mm. what could pop. So with College Dropout, it, it, you know, we we were sending out the, the mixtapes to DJs. We were like, we need this version with the instrumental on the twelve inch. We need to get that to that DJ, this person to that person. We need to educate this person about this and da 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 da. Fire. So it was all it was all like pragmatic strategy to break him out here, mm. and he. You know, he did all the interviews, he did all the promo and everything else. It was like, it was just dope. It was a dope time. And Dame, you know, it was around the time when he got that house and everything else. And he was, to be fair to Dame, he, he was instrumental in the success of Kanye West. He broke him, put him on, gave mm. him the chance. Remember what I said about giving someone a chance? Gave mm. him the chance. And he he backed everything that Kanye was doing in the beginning. And as challenging as Dame is as a person... Yo, the guy made things happen. Mm-hmm. He he did put people on, mm-hmm. like regardless of what anyone says, straight so, up. And and I think even seeing him and Biggs at that time, you know, the same time he was trying to break Kanye over here, they were trying to break um, the Young Guns and other acts and everything else. So it was just like, you know, it's, it was dope to work with artists and entrepreneurs at a time when they were coming through. You know, it was a very goes back to what I was saying. You want to work with people from overseas so you inc- you can maybe inherit some of their attributes and qualities that help them achieve what they achieved, you know? Mad. You know when you're just sitting down and you're just learning some stuff? Yeah. I've got some stuff to talk to you about, Shabs. Mm. Um, so you was involved in Jay Huss's debut album as well, wasn't you? Yeah, I bought him in the building. Yes. So Fire. talk about, you know, signing Jay right. Huss and what? the debut wait, wait, album. Wait, 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 wait. I bought him in the building. Jay Huss is Jay Huss. Mm-hmm. And J5 is J5. Mm-hmm. Them guys ain't out themselves. It's not. I ain't taking no credit for that. All mm-hmm. I did was just open the door for them. I bought him in the building and they took it and ran with it. Okay, you know so you bought Jay Huss into the <laughs> building and Jay Huss then goes on to release 2017 Common Sense, a UK classic. Classic. As an album, do you know what I'm saying? There's not many... UK rap albums like that. Now, just you know, sprinkle some of it in, man. Talk to us UK about rap record of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's up for debate. Really? I love, I love, I love, really? it. I, I love debate. common sense. It's up for debate, debate man. It's up for debate. debate. <laughs> I mean, debate. people would say, like, um, you know, you know, who told me that Skinny Man told me that. Okay, but Skinny Man is not, he's not God, he's yeah. not Jesus, he's not God, he's not Jesus. Yeah. You know, who else told me that? I, I could do this, like, but greatest UK rap album of all time. Interesting. People might say Dizzy's <laughs> debut album. People might say Kano's debut album. Two grime artists with two grime albums. I mean, uh, grime, whether you want to put it under the I'm UK saying, rap. I'm just saying, is Boy and O'Connor a hip-hop album? Is it a UK rap album or a grime album? I think it's got elements. All right. Is, it, is Boy and O'Connor a grime album or a UK rap album? I think that without UK rap, I think without rap music, there's not a Dizzy Rascal. Is Boy and O'Connor... A grime album or a UK rap album? <laughs> it's a grime album and right, it's under the umbrella there you as go. rap. There you go. As well. There you go. So you, I you, would you, say I would say I would say it's the greatest grime album okay. ever. It's the definitive grime album. I would say Dizzy Rascal is the definitive MC in the UK. I think most of what you hear in UK lyricism it comes from his lyrical DNA. That's a fact. 
you can trace it back. Sam said that's a fact. All right, Kano's debut album, Home Sweet Home. Is that a grime album? He's a grime artist, right? <sighs> if you speak to <laughs> if you speak to Kano and ask him if he's a grime artist, he ain't gonna tell you he's a grime artist. Okay. I, I, all I'm saying is. I mean, Boy, home, sweet home, home Sweet Home for me needs to be in a conversation when we're talking about... Records like um, Brown Eyes when, to me... When, like, we're talking about, when we're talking about UK rap albums, mm. you can never not have that in the conversation. Yeah. Sway, This Is My Demo has to be in the conversation as well. Okay. Yeah, he, he disagrees. The, and I said, I said, okay. Yeah. How can that be a disagreement? Skinny Man Council of State of Mind, people would say, has to be in the conversation. It's in the conversation? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But for you... It's Common Sense by Jay Huss. Greatest UK rap album of all time. Why? It's the greatest UK rap album of all time. Everything about it. Mm -hmm. The compositions, the, the, the tracks, the patterns, the flows, everything. Um, the originality, the whole thing, the body of work, the combination of bangers, everything. is greatest UK rap album of all time. What comes close? I don't know. So, I mean, it's just that. There's no argument, I'm, I'm no just debate. saying it's the greatest UK rap album of all time. Before that album, before 2017, <laughs> what was your favourite UK rap album or, in your opinion, Yo, the greatest? Before that album. I'm just saying it's the greatest UK rap album of all time. You, you're going to offend some people out here. <laughs> and I'm saying we I, have to I, have I, opinions I, and I, stick I, by them. I've but. always offended people. Yeah. I, I said what I said. Mm. I stand by it. Got to respect that. Yeah. Boy in the corner. Skepto might have something to say, like with his albums as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Dave might have something to say with I his mean, albums. Li listen, for me, Common Sense, greatest UK rap album of all time. Okay. Love all, I love all of these artists. I bang out all of their music and everything else. But I'm just saying it is. I think I think it's a strong contender. I think it's a strong contender still. And I think it has ticked a lot of boxes. What's the greatest UK rap album of all time? Don't it's skirt don't skirt around it. Just my it. my favorite. No, no, what's the greatest UK nah, rap nah, album? Nah. The no, great, no, 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 no. The greatest no, 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 no. is subjective. No, let's my favourite. Let's not do the My favourite. No, no, no. What is the greatest UK rap album no. of all time? My favourite. No, no, no. What is the greatest UK <laughs> rap album of all time? My favourite. The greatest, not your favourite. Okay, maybe the great so the greatest and the favourite. There's the a slight greatest. difference. What is the greatest UK rap I album? I think of I all think time? you might be right with common sense. Thank you. That if there was a vote, I think there might be I think by J Huss. I think I think I think a lot of people would agree with you, but my favorite. So are you saying there's a difference between the greatest and your favorite though? I'm saying, what is the greatest UK rap album? It's, it's a What's your favorite thing, then? Bro. What's your favorite UK rap album of all time? Common Sense. It's got oh, okay. to be, it's got to, be to, uh, to Semtex opinion the greatest. Okay, straight, straight. Well, so, so do it the other way around. So what's your most favorite? UK? So my favorite, I think my favorite is Home Sweet Home Store by Kano. I think I think that's my favorite. And I think that we need to remember what that album done in 2005 as well when it came out. It didn't chart at the top. It came like number 35 first week. Um, it never had a big, massive like budget and all that kind of stuff. And I think that Jay Huss's Common Sense stands on the shoulders of some of those prior released albums as well. That's some context. Do you well, know how do you mean stand on the shoulders? How? Because the artists that came before have made this industry what it is now. Like Common Sense coming out in 2005 wouldn't be received and celebrated how it is now. It just wouldn't. That like the infrastructure, the industry weren't there. Like, uh, like the industry, like is standing on the shoulders. By the way, if you're putting no, in grime, no, I'm no, putting no, in no, social no, media. I, no. I disagree. I disagree because at the end of the day, some of the artists that we've mentioned, yo, they got the budgets, they got the support, they got all of that. 
Like is 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 they came from a scene, like the grime scene. You're always gonna do thirty thousand units minimum because of the grime scene at that time was so strong because of the network, the sidewinder had, the way that pirate radio was, and everything else and all of that. It, it was it they, in in some ways, you could argue it's better because there's less less competition right now in in twenty twenty three. There's three hundred UK rappers in a cycle. Three hundred. Mm. 300. Yeah, but there's a lot hold more on, artists. On, a on. lot more artists. You know, how, do you know how hard it is to cut through now? Mm. You know how hard it is to like get a look or whatever. So, so I'm saying, at that time when you're talking about 2005, it was probably five. Wait, so what, like significant? What year was? was what year was? Com- uh, by the way, I'm a massive house fan. Shout out to Keo. Common Sense was 2017. Right. So, would you say there was a lot riding against him? Like, what well, the scene in general at the time? Who? For us, for coming for out with that album. With the sound. What do you mean? Like, what, do you think the culture was ready at in <clears throat> 017? Or was it not? Was there a lot going against him at that time? Okay. Or was it mainly do you, going do you for remember, him? Do you remember when he was referred to as an Afrobeat rapper? Yeah, of course. The disrespect. Lean and bop. The disrespect. Yeah. Not even because of lean and bop. And like, when, when there was a situation with him and another rapper... Afrobeat rappers beef like it was it was it wasn't respected as a UK rap thing okay and and these are platforms that put out these statements saying Mm. that these are like forums and everything no notable so-called notable people they were calling it afro wave afro bashment afro rap like Mm. afrobeat rap or afro swing rap Mm. like and all this Mm. nonsense so I'm saying it's like and and and, and, respectfully though that's part of the journey when something new is emerging it was a newer sound that came through man call it what it is like, I have some respect. All right, so no, you, are, are you, you going to call it urban next? You're going to call him an urban rapper? Are you saying you never used the term urban? I'm saying, I'm saying, are you going to call him an urban rapper? You've got to respect what it is. Mm. Urban, urban isn't a genre of music. Did you ever use that phrase? Nah, I, I've buried it several times. Mm. That's great. <laughs> I was against the term as well, but, you know, for understanding sometimes that phrase had to be used and you was part of a network that used that phrase in the tagline. When in the first building that I was in, yeah, but what happened when I went to the next building? <laughs> Tell me what happened, you man. You got buried because <laughs> it didn't mean anything, mm. and that's the thing. It's like, look, when you're starting out, you got to be careful what tables you flip over, mm. and you got to time it. You can't just come mm. in and be like, nah, this is it, this is it, this is that. You, you, you got to get in first, read the rooms, read the floors, and then assert yourself. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> hear that we just briefly spoke about the greatest uk rap album of all time and it's up for debate man and i mentioned some albums i feel like need to be in a conversation you mentioned so solid broken um first album they don't know they don't know as well which was released in the year 2000 Mm. i'm saying and and when you put this online put it in context the conversation don't just put the the tagline semtex said (laughs) and then that's it speak to the editor but but i said it's up for debate. <laughs> like, <don't, laughs> Sam said this, but I said it. it's up for debate. Nah, you know listen, what I'm listen to but, the football. By the way, though, just for the record, Huss like is one of the dopest. Oh, for sure. Like he's a, he's he, he, yeah, he's he's fully up there, man. For sure. 
But like I said, man, I feel like we always need to pay homage to the recognize and pay homage to the forefathers. And I just think in this UK, yeah, that, no, no, hold on, yeah, let me say, that, let me, let, let me, yeah, but, yeah, but you're, you're doing the disclaimer now. No, no, I'm not doing that a disclaimer. Goes without saying like, it that goes, goes without saying that every day. It, it goes without saying you need to pay homage to the forefathers. But I just think in in context to yeah, the but last, why can't you just say this is the greatest? No, why you can't can. you just say that? You you can you like, can. Why, why do we say Jay Z is the greatest rapper alive? But we've got to pay we've got to pay respect to Chuck D, Grandmaster Money Melon, blah 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 blah. You don't do that. You no, do you it. know what? Do you know what the difference is though? Because our scene over here is in an infancy, and I feel like there have been mm, vital projects. 20, Twenty years deep. Yeah, that's yeah. Like infancy. Yeah, because we've only just seen right, since so if hip hop's fifty. We're like almost half the age of hip hop. Yeah, listen, so it's not infancy. The money and the it's big junior. The money and the, like the visibility. Like, the money, the visibility. Lack of education. Not money. It's the nothing money, to do with money. The visibility and the the profile. Let's not get it it's twisted. Nothing to do with money. Look, 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 check it, check it. Paying the music by Swiss, yeah. Released in two thousand five. Yeah. If that album was released, if that project was released twenty twenty. It would be received and remembered way different to what Classic. it was back then. Mm. An underground classic, you know what mm. I mean? If you know, you know, man. Yeah, but you could but say I, that I, about you could say that about everything. No, what, what no, point? no, no you can't because point? no, but all right, if Illmatic came out today, it would be received no, differently. No, do you know why? Da, 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 do you know why it, it isn't out today? Because though. the infrastructure was there in the American market. It was there. It I, wasn't. I, no, it we, wasn't. It wasn't. It was way you, more no, established. No, it, yeah, it was established, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It, 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 it's not as great and as big as what you're Ilmatic saying. Illmatic came out in 1994, right? Yeah, 1994. Our scene over here was probably where they were in 1994, probably in like 2007, eight times. Yeah, took right. us. A, it took us about. Why are you comparing scenes? It's not a comparison. It's perspective. Mm. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? It's not a comparison. It's perspective. Yeah, but the UK is the UK. The US is the US. Yes, right. yes, and we've borrowed and we've learned from each other. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But we are not at the same place as them. And I just think perspective that Home Sweet Home by Kano released in 2005, if that was released, you can't say that about every <laughs> album, you know? Listen, you cannot say that about every album, that that album was released 20 years ago. And if it was released now, it'd be received All right. different. All right. That being said, Home Sweet Home was ahead that, of that its time. That being said, greatest UK rap album of all time. What is it? Oh, my God. We're back here. I just said, when we're talking about that debate, yeah? No, no, there has to be a, a, a conversation. Greatest. I think I do agree with you. I think I do agree with right, you. That's it. But I'm also putting in perspective to what that album has been privy to in when it was released. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot to say about timings. You said about timings before. You didn't want to flip the table early in your career. And you, you'd but flip the table now. But that's got nothing to do with the greatest UK rap album of all time. But it's also to do with timing though. Okay. <laughs> but great music is great music regardless of the time. That's different. And if we all felt that that was a thing, then there a lot of great music would have been celebrated years later and it, it doesn't always. What's the greatest US rap album of all time? <sighs> Listen, I could say... Just it, one, just my, one. The Come greatest. On, man. The Come greatest. On, man. I do what you do. Come on, man. Just say it. What is the greatest? No the disclaimer. Greatest, the greatest album. But for me, though. But for no, me, no, no. Just for, what for, is for the greatest me. US rap album of all time? Some of my favourite albums. You'll just answer the question. It's Dark and Hell is Hot by DMX. Okay. Black album by Jay-Z. No, no. One. One album. The if greatest I, if US rap album of all time. The greatest. Just say it. Just, just but say I know it. he's going to say no, no, Public just Enemy. Say it. Just say it. What is my greatest just album? Just say it. Just say what is the, the greatest, greatest UK, US rap album of all time. All right, Shabs. What is the greatest US rap album of all time? Uh... Man, just one answer. No, Biggie, no, no. laugh after death. Right. 
Yeah. What What you say? See what? that? That's how you answer it. But <laughs> you're saying that's the greatest album. Life after death, not even ready to die, you know. Life yo, after yo, death. Yo, 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 bro. <laughs> yo, you're skirted. Come on, man. What Black is it? Black album, Jay-Z. Really? Yeah, for over, me. That, over Blueprint? I like both of them. It's tight. But I prefer Black Album. Blue, Blueprint's up there for me, man. Yeah. Oh, Blue, 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 Blueprint won over Black Album, yeah? Blueprint Definitely. one is what? Definitely. I love it. I love the emotion that. was the Viper. Yeah, An American Gangster as well. But anyway, nah, 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 nah. You got carried away there still. No, no, hell no. You got carried away. You got carried away. I like the American <laughs> Gangster album because I'm a Jay-Z fan, but you got carried away still. Yo, you, you didn't mess with American Gangster? There's a lot more albums. I put Hard Not Life over that still. But did you mess with... Oh, yeah, Hard Not Life. Yeah, I put Hard Not Life over that. Did you I mess put, with American Gangster, yes or no? I put too many Jay-Z albums over that, man. All right. I put that, Dynasty that the, over that. that. I put Dynasty. I, I put like... Yo, this yeah. one's got to be just straight as... Yeah, yeah. Straight as Black as album for me is one straight. of my favourite yeah. albums of all time. Like I said, Darkest Hell is Hot, DMX as well. Like There are albums that immediately come to mind still. Um, Wu Tang Forever. There but by the way, I just want to be clear. Like, how do you define the greatest album as well? Is it, is it, is it for There's you, loads is it... of factors, though, innit? Right. But what's the main? Like, what's your main factor? Impact yeah. in your life, or they had it on the scene. Yeah, but it's like, just got to be what's a, what is the greatest album that your ears have heard? That's all it is. That's the only criteria. For me, the word timeless comes to my mind. Yeah, timeless is a big part of it as well. I think that's the only. Otherwise, if I do personal, then it. <clears throat> We're mm. talking different years. Well, listen, man, you know what I mean? The conversation's on site. <laughs> SK Vibe Maker, <laughs> Mr. Shabs is in the building, and Semtex. You know what I'm saying? Now, we've been talking about a lot of things so far, man. If you want to check out prior episodes, www.knowyourselfighter.com. What major label are you currently working for, Sam? Sony. Currently working for Sony. And I know that when I met you or when I first knew of you, you were Def Jam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I started out at Sony. Then, um, I got asked to work at, they were do, doing what what was Def Jam before this O two O seven thing. Um, and then it kind of went away. I think it was just, it wasn't, I think what, what they wanted to do, they weren't, they, the US didn't really, they didn't really know what they wanted to do at the time, mm -hmm. I think, because it changed so many times in America. Because um, there was a UK Def Jam before, yeah, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, Aaron yeah, Soul, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Ring Ring and all yeah, that. And yeah, like, yeah. Um, who else was signed? Who yeah, else was, who was signed? Yeah, Terry Walker. Terry Walker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Taz, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Fire. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, were a few yeah, people signed, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Am I missing anybody? Um, nah, that's it. Yeah, they but were the like the is, artists. It was, it, was, it was all ahead of its time. It was all, all, all ahead of its time. Different, very, very different the way things are now. And then um, and I went back to Sony um yeah you went back home and obviously you've had many dealings with major labels shabs like um part of so solid yeah. um having your your management company yeah. who signed artists to major labels yeah. and then working with the talent agency with channel yeah. u yeah. artists that were signed unsigned yeah. or whatever what is the role of a major label in 2023 what would we say man in my opinion it's, it's, it's what it's always been in my opinion yeah i agree it's the same I don't think anything's changed. How facilitate, man? And I think, I think, I think it's this from how I started this conversation. Um, if you're built to do it independently, great. Mm. If you need the resources of a major, great. Just, just make sure it's a team that shares your vision. And Sam made a brilliant point earlier, like at the top of the conversation. It's like every record label does the same thing, right? But not every label has the same person or the same people. Do you know what I mean? 
I feel like in times past, we've we've spoken about like uh, many UK artists and the greatness of their albums. And I feel like for both UK artists and American artists, artists international, there was a time when being signed to a major label, signing that deal was like getting the gold medal. Nowadays, you don't even see artists celebrating, posing for a picture really like when Why they get signed these days. Though? I think the dynamics changed. I think about what what's important, what isn't. I think the situations where people will sign a deal and not reveal it for a year or whatever, or whatever, whatever they're comfortable with, it's just how it is. Um, it's, you know, the, the metal moment is actually releasing your music. The metal moment is when you connect. The metal moment is when you're popping worldwide. And I think, I think just people have realized that now. What's the internal workings of a major label that people maybe don't know? Because people just think that artists get signed and it's Yellow Brick Road and the road to success, but there's internal workings in the label that people don't know. Um, major I think, I think you just got to be ready for it. I think that's it. Because, you know, there's, 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 you can have a label where they've got an excellent press department, excellent radio department, great marketing people, um, great digital teams. But if you're not in a position to take advantage of that, then you're not going to really see what the benefits are. If you're in a situation where you're like, I want to do everything myself, which is cool, but you're not, you're not really going to see the benefits other than a wider team. So, you know, every morning, you know, an artist team should be like, their sole purpose is like, how can I make this person great? And you can do that independently and everything else, but you know, if you've got a wider team that's got offices in every country worldwide and there's several countries doing that at the same time, it, it takes you to it, it 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 can rapidly excel what you do, but if you're not ready for that pace and everything else, that's normally when it doesn't work out. When someone signs and they're just not ready to I think I think the best situation for is if someone's been doing the grind for so long that they've done it independently and they know if they tap into a major, they can bring stuff to the table from their experience and they've got their fan base and everything else and they can work together. That's a true partnership. Mm. I think that that's probably the best way to do it um, because there's some people who are just used to just doing things their way mm -hmm. and, you know... Um, It's all about partnerships, mm. you know. I think some people get it twisted that when they sign to a label, it's giving up, and it's not like they—they actually are there to serve you. It's a mm. service industry. It's—it's—it's mm -hmm. it's, <laughs> it's not that much different from the council. They're there to help you. You know what I mean? It's like mm. they're not there to run your life and dictate how you think and everything else. And there's people who've had experience at um, working projects before just 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 take just take all the experience and just apply it to yourself mm -hmm. yeah. but again if you don't need a major don't do it what's your experience with the major labels Shabs seeing as you know you had London Boy Entertainment you know managing artists and stuff you had a stable of artists that were signed to majors what's your experience been like and you know trying to make the artists gel with the label and and prosper my experience has been great my personal experience has always been great some artists we're living in a day and time that again we were saying it's now handled by the people 
right, on the mobile phones and discovering music and champion. Whereas a few years back, it was radio led, right? Everyone used to be like fight for uh, radio station slots or getting it playlisted for the wider reach. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of artists that I did manage used to find it difficult in terms of communicating uh, with the record label, especially with the sound as well, for the sound, for it to evolve <coughs> from being what is known as like an underground record to now taking it on to to mainstream because especially back then as well a lot of radio rec- almost all record labels ambitions were award shows were playlisting at radio stations so that pressure was then leaning on to the artist to evolve musically as well um mm. so my personal experience has been great um but yeah i did notice that a lot with especially going back five six seven years ago uh that the, the artist and record label miscommunication no what would we say is the strike rate of um Artists getting signed versus successful artists today. Yeah, I think it's the same as it ever was. I think not everyone's gonna pop off. Right. It's, just, it's just not. It doesn't doesn't matter um, who's working your record or you know. It's, it's, it's people decide. How many artists does Sony sign a year versus how many are successful? I, I ain't got that information. Say, yeah. say they sign a hundred. Um, in 2022, how many would be expected to be successful? Um, I don't. I don't think it'd be that vast a number. I think because all right, let's say all right, let's n- let's not use Sony. Let's say a record company. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's say they sign a hundred artists. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, one of them might be ready to go that year. Most of them won't be. It's just not going to be. Mm-hmm. It's like most artists that. You know, they they might have a moment on TikTok and it pops up and everything, but like, what what do you see as what is it releasing an album? Is that is that what you see as successful, or is it just putting a record out or whatever? Are you talking about things going top ten? Every everything takes time. There's 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 big singles by big artists that have been out for two years before they pop off. Mm, what do you drop them after the first year? Do you drop? And I'm talking about big, massive, like renowned US names, not mm-hmm. not UK. I'm just saying there's things that can take so long to take off. Mm-hmm. So I just don't, I don't, I don't think you can quantify it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the amount of things that actually work, yeah, definitely is 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 low compared to the amount of things that do. Because mm-hmm. if it was easy, everyone would be doing it, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. And it's like I said, ultimately, it boils down to the fans. It, it's it's not. It's not okay. So let's say if a label signs a hundred acts, and then, you know, it's 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 not like um, it's not like Apple where they can launch X amount of products. Oh, this one's deemed a success because it sold this many units and everything. It it, it boils down to, like the music thing. It boils down to whether it connects. It's not about functionality of a device. It's not about Christmas sales. You know, you can't even give musicers the gift. Christmas anymore it's fucked <laughs> like sorry it's mm. just it is though you used to be able to just buy someone a CD or something or mm. whatever you can't do that no more mm-hmm. and I, I know people like it's people that do vinyl and everything else but it's not the same mm-hmm. like you know if you had a popping album just before Christmas you were going to go number one because mm. it was out just before Christmas and everyone's going to buy it you can't even do that anymore mm. so now it's like the parameters and the rules have changed so much that um, it is. It's just the fans decide like whatever they gravitate to, and and the thing with the TikTok thing, you know, this you've heard the story many times about an artist who just put out a single, but the record from two years ago blows up. Hmm. Yo, it's it's like there's no there's no logic to it, mm, and it's changing ever so more. But you know, with By so many day. artists getting signed, 
and um, and then things not popping off straight away. Where where does the label make the decision where we're gonna keep patience with you and keep you signed to the label versus all right, you gotta go now because this stuff's not sticking. Everyone's different. I think if it's a mutual agreement that you guys want to work together, I think that's what it is. It's not just a, it's not just um, the evil label deciding da 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 da. It's just it's is there's some people who are just like they've done what they intended to do and that's it and they don't want to do nothing else. So there's some people. They're just not in the place to do what the market wants, what the fans want, and everything else. It's, it depends. And I also believe that it's it's a bit unfair as well on some artists. That I've heard stories which we don't believe in that ethos, but technology as well is applying pressure. Whereas if you're not a TikTok styled artist now, or if you've been sitting at that label for X, Y, and Z period of time, they want you to be TikTok relatable. Where it's like you got to understand, they got to really d- deep dive in what is TikTok relatable. Do you mm. get what I'm trying to say? I had a manager tell me interesting comments i had a manager tell me that if an artist isn't on tiktok in 2022 or 2023 they're defunct i had had another manager tell me um in this day and age an artist has to put out music like they're posting on instagram um there's some people watching this right now probably agree some Mm. people who disagree with it Mm. and i think it depends on whatever you grew up in Mm. there's there's some there's some younger artists be like yeah that's right that's what i do you know, mm. there's some people who cannot go a day without going on TikTok or, you know, they got to track out every month or whatever, whatever, whatever. It's whatever works for you. If you're a musician defined by a social media platform, what do we say about that? If you're an artist that is held at mercy of having to release music as frequent as every week, what do we say about that? Yeah, but that person didn't say every week like it was you know i'm saying there's people who do do it frequently um i don't think there's any right or wrong answer and that's that's the complexities of music in 2023 like there's no there's some people who will be just like i don't know what they're talking about yeah there's a generation of kids that'll be like what the fuck are they talking about like it's like whatever this is what it is there's there's a generation of people who they're not defined by a social media platform. They're rinsing it. They're abusing it to push their brand mm. and build their story and their empire and everything else. So you look at what the concept of it is of an influencer. Um, yo, there's people. All right. Let's look at it another way. KSI is an incredible exemplary I don't even know what to say that encapsulates everything that he does in one mm-hmm. word mm-hmm. maybe say entertainer mm-hmm. and I say that in the same way because we'd say Dizzy is an entertainer mm-hmm. we describe Dizzy as an entertainer he's, what he's done what he's achieved mm-hmm. and the things that he's done and what he's achieved as an entrepreneur I, I've lost I don't follow what his following is at the moment mm-hmm. but I swear it's something like a fifth of the population follows him like you got a guy in the fifth of the country follows him and he does that certify hold on hold on on. and what he's done with prime is incredible Mm -hmm. the way that the way that the conversation about prime and the hunger for the drink and everything else and the way that one week he can do the boxing match and he's shaking up and disrupting the boxing world next minute he's disrupting the charts and he's popping all over the charts and everything else um I don't even know if he still does the video game thing or whatever. Mm. And, I, and I say this with the greatest respect. So I'm not being disrespectful in any way. I rate KSI. Mm. But I'm saying in terms of the modern day entertainer, yo, that's him. 
he's it. Like he he's 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 not bound by any one industry, any one set of rules, any one app, any one algorithm, or anything else. I mean, come on, man! Like traditional drink manufacturers, can you imagine what Lucasade's thinking about Prime <laughs> right now? Can you imagine what Coke's like? People there trying was, to buy that drink yo, for twenty five pound and it going yo, out of stock. But yo, I want to ask you this, Sam. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, no on. drink has ever had this hype. No, look, what Diddy did with Ciroc was incredible. He's mm. made it a lifestyle thing. Mm. Like Diddy's, and again, exemplary entertainer, mm. entrepreneur, all of that with what he's done. But but with this prime thing, I've never seen this. I've never seen it being debated and discussed in America. I've never seen apps made to find a drink and everything else. I've never. And and this is a young guy. This is a young guy who has has figured out everything. He's mm. done it. Like he's, he's the boxing world. The boxing world is is like in the box. If you speak to people in the boxing world, they're either disgusted or they're trying to get in the ring with him. Like because he's he's brought life to it. He's brought a new generation of fans. I got an invite to see KSI box at the O2 Arena. You need. Do you, you see what I'm saying? Just, just the mad. I was like, just the madness of that alone. Yeah, like, I've, it's I, crazy. I think he's like he's mastered to that point of like knowing his community and the word monetization, man. I think it, you can't say it's a community. It's like it's it's like a fifth of the population, maybe even a quarter. I don't know what it is. <laughs> if he was to take into account all of his followings um, on every platform and his actual fan base and everything else, like. The guy, the guy is is beyond definition. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like when I say communities, I mean, but that like for like, like going from that gamers mentality to yeah, but that it's bigger. It's it's not a community. It's I a mean, city. listen, it's, it's sick. Like, it's sick marketing, and he's blown up, and he's definitely got fans. But let's imagine take if he went into politics, crazy. He'd get but, in. But at at what point do we? Minute? No, 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 no. Seriously, for one minute. If he's got that much influence, can you imagine if he tried to run for prime minister? It's not always transferable, though, is it? Just to play devil's advocate, um, uh, okay. I don't want to use that word, but it's not always transferable. Because uh, if that was the case, then your 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 biggest right, has musician anyone, has anyone been in the position that KSI has been in? <sighs> All right, see the music. Right, so we're in uncharted territory. Do you, for, do you agree for on definitely. that? For sure, for right, sure, so for you, sure. We don't, we can't say that. For sure. Do you play his music on your rap show? You got a credible rap it. show. I've tried have, to yeah? sign him a couple of times. Straight up. Do you enjoy his music? I think he's dope with what he does. You play his music in the club? Depends. Straight. I just want to say this, man. <laughs> I respect the Yeah, I'm not. I respect the hustle in that year, but I, I, I ain't played KSI's music. I yeah. just want to say that with my chest. You've never played Lambo? Nah, not played Seriously? it still. Nah, I've not played it. Big up, though. Not a Big up though. Big up because KSI definitely did feature some uh, my interview with um, a particular artist that went viral on his on his thing, and I think it helped with the numbers. So he's got you know what I mean. But just because other people are enjoying it and it's doing its thing doesn't mean it's for me though. Okay, right. But you're SK who came up with Tim Westwood of a certain age. Came up with hold Tim on, Westwood. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo, yo. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it. No, 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 no. But I'm saying you, you came up with a notable hip hop DJ at yeah. the time, yeah. right? And you're grown, yeah. Yeah. There's a generation of kids who think he's the guy. I you can't, you. you can't knock that. There's a generation of kids who think he's that. Like when it, and what, regardless of your rap opinion, look at your face. No. Look, look at that. <laughs> yo, regardless of your opinion. There's a generation of kids who think he is that guy. Who do we think the KSI fans are? Who do we think they are? Because I just... It's, I, it's, I, I, it's, it's England. Like, Middle England. It's England. 
England. When you say England, England, do you mean Middle England? It's it's Middle England. It's the roads. It's everything. It's got is it fans, roads? It's a fan. Yeah, I was going to say, is it the roads? Is it is it's, it the roads? It's, got, it's this generation of kids that have grown up with him. All right, I just want to say this as well. Like, I just want to say, I just want to say, whether they like him, whether they like him for music, boxing, gaming, or whatever, or buying his drink. Yo, uh, ha- you, you, you can't have that kind of hype if you yeah, haven't got the whole of the UK. Do you know what I think? I think when I'm sitting in this chair or whenever I'm just putting my voice into the microphone, I need to speak with integrity and I need to not mm. tap dance. I need to, I, I, I can't, I can't just give it like a vanilla thing, yeah? Through my experience of the last few years and speaking about like um, music with, <sighs> credibility is subjective, yeah? But... You know when we're talking about music that we like or music that we're hype about, yeah? I don't feel like KSI's in the same conversation when it comes to his music. I, re- I, I respect, I'm not, I'm not just saying this. What he's done is sick, though, because I remember... But, but, do you, but do you accept that there's a generation of kids that it is? All right, so see these generations of, of kids that you're talking about. I would that, like that's to def- not necessarily I would like, following you. I would like to, yeah, I hear you. But I would like to define exactly who these kids are. That's what I meant. By I don't. Community. I don't. On, I don't man. think. Come I on, don't man. think. No. 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 Listen. You can't say. All right. But for, these kids for, are like. For the, these. These are real hip hop fans. No. No. And these are for like, the music. For the music. I think uh, when it comes to KSI, I think he's got a lot of gaming fans. Yeah. And uh, that's a massive community. But when it they're comes like hip hop. Yeah. Listen. Yo, you, you gotta remember the gaming fans are what put sway on in the beginning as well. All right. Listen. Listen. All right. The youths, yeah, <laughs> the youths that like K Trap, Digger, and and Central C. Do they like? I don't feel like they're listening to KSI. Who's, and, and this who, is who, who's, who's who's listening to these guys? Who's putting them in the charts? Listen, I just want to put it like this, yeah. No, I no, think who's putting I think these names that you mentioned? Who are putting these people in the charts? No, but I think they've got. A, I think they've got a mixture of like. Let, right, right, right. No, but who is that? No, no, no. Come on, man. Come on. Who is putting these guys high up in the charts? Who's right. doing that? So you're talking about a foundation fan base, and no. then you're talking about a, a pop fan base that comes on top of that when it when it has the the certified. Un, you know. Okay. Team. Okay. So so what, break that down, like, because pop is popular. So so okay. So Central C. Digger D and who else did I just mention as well? K Trap and K Trap, yeah. They've come through inverted commas the authentic music route, yeah. No, 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 and no, I feel I'm like not, the I'm channel, dispu- I'm not disputing yeah. that in any way. So, but what so, I'm when, is, so when who, it comes who, to no, but what I'm saying is, who are the people that are driving it to chart success? Are you saying white people? I never said that. See, look, <laughs> why, why, why are you putting words in my mouth? <laughs> I look, look the way you did that. I'm not putting like, nothing in yo, your mouth. The guy is just like, <laughs> Sorry, are you saying? I'm no, not putting nothing. Do you know what the middle question England, is? Middle I'm England you, pop fans. I'm asking you a question. Middle England pop fans. I'm asking you a question. The so bigger, you're saying the, middle the, England pop fans drive the, the success bigger, of the names the bigger that you just population of the country. Drive the success of the people you just mentioned. On top of. Right, but they drive They drive the success, but they get them in the charts. So we would say. Do you agree they get them in the charts? I, I don't necessarily agree that. So no. you don't you don't think Middle England gets any of them people in the charts? I think a middle a Middle England helps get a lot of them into the charts, yeah. Right. But not only right. but but you don't think them people have helped the names you just mentioned. I yes think or no? I think they've helped, but right, I, right, right, right. Okay. I would say there's a credibility factor though. Okay. Yeah, obviously. It's and the credibility, like so so do we feel like um KSI is going to have a classic album that's celebrated in 10, 15 years time just the same way how we've mentioned Boy in the Corner, Home Sweet Home and maybe What Common Sense Is. I think it's unlikely but will we no, be no, no, talking no, no. about... Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not for you to say. Mm, it's not for Yo, me to you say. Don't, you don't know. It's not for me you to don't say. Know. It's not for Yo, me to but say. You don't know. But you see, you see people, people with um, our lineage or our credibility or our involvement in the game that are them guys in 15, 20 years time 
I don't know if they're bringing okay. his album what, or what project is, into the conversation. What is the biggest rap single ever in America? <laughs> you lot doing this. What is it? Might be one of them Eminem songs. The biggest UK rap record that, oh, the that pops up in America. Rap record. What does this mean? I'm just asking you. Are we basing this on Doja? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Is it Doja? Is it Doja? I'm just saying. Is it Central C Doja? I'm just saying. Is it Central C Doja? Yo, I'm just saying. You, like, that, you know? That's the thing now. But I'm just saying, what was before that? What was it? Tell me. Are we basing this on I've been, I've been, I've been. I go to America many times. Yeah. I speak to many people, mm. many DJs. Yeah. In the clubhouse era, I was in all the rooms with my DJ friends and telling me what's popping and everything mm. else. You know, and, and they'll, they'll say Junior Choi and da 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 da. They'll say Young T and Bugsy, don't rush, you know, that yeah. pops up and everything else. But yo, man, I'd be liking Man's Not Hot. Yo, mm. they thought that was real rap. Mm. They thought that was that. They thought that was the definitive UK rap sound. And I noticed, and I spoke to Michael about this. No disrespect to Michael. Hold on, hold on. And I'm not, I'm not knocking, I'm not knocking him. I'm not knocking American people who thought it was the most credible thing ever. But I'm just saying, it's like, I'm saying the world is so vast now and everything's so vast and, 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 and the way that the internet's opened everything up. Like, you can't call it what what's going to be deemed the hottest thing because it's just like, we're in an era where everyone's got an opinion. You've got a new generation of kids that are growing up with different sounds and everything else. And and I said it from the beginning, there's going to be a kid that comes through that changes everything and da 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 And what our tastes are in rap is very different to these, these youths. It's very different. But to, do you know what? To SK's hold, point... Hold, sorry, 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 one minute, sorry, one minute. But the fact that Man's Not Hot was deemed credible UK rap, That's like painful. people were like, yeah, they got one. The UK's got one. They were naive. That was the painful. Americans were naive. No, 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 and no, let you, me tell you, you this. Can't, Big, can't say that about a, big, a, a, big Shaq, a, Michael Dapper, yeah? That's painful. Big, big Shaq, Michael Dapper, they're not still playing that. They're not still playing it in the club. They're not. They, no, but that's it got pain, played that, for a little while and it was a hype, is, yeah? That, and it's not played that, that's no, no, painful. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, right? I'm saying there was a point where they thought that that was the definitive UK sound and it's like, well, yo, you guys have got one. But Americans have a problem though, though don't they? I'm not, I'm because they think, they're, they're think their country a, is the planet a, I'm not and they don't know. Yo, by the way, that's so this. painful. Like even till now, like when I hear Skepta's name come up, by the way, in America, I get so like amped. Like, exactly. Yo, but that uh, man's not hot. Sam, there's nothing more painful to that point of uh, the KSI point as well, being painful. But what I'm saying is, it's the, the spectrum is so vast now. Right. It, it's beyond our opinions. It's beyond like look what I listen to every day. It's totally different to what we talked about today. What what the, I said the type of hip hop that I like and everything. You know what I do. You know what I represent and everything else. But you cannot you cannot um, right neglect off. the fact that there's a generation of kids and to them this is their experience. To them this is the, and I this and, is I, it. and I hear you and I hear you. By that the way, that's it. Quick question, man's not. Do we even class it as UK rap? Do we in this room forget what they think? I don't. It's a UK rap record. Well, man, people still play the um, the Chris Brown and the, what's it song? What's it called? Chris Brown and the, um, you know, it's a joke song where he's talking about changing bodies and that. What's it? What's the tune where you made with the comedian? Oh, the one with um, I don't know what you mean. I mean. Yeah. I woke up, Chris Breeze. Oh. oh my God, I'm the man. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, Dave. Right, right. Dave. Uh, what's his What's his name? Dave. No, what's, what's his name? What's the guy? The, um, the comedian guy. What's his name? I can't remember, man. Is it Lil something? As well. Anyway, what I'm Lil Dicky. Yeah, yeah. Lil yeah, Dicky. Yeah. Lil Dicky. Chris Brown. So we know that's a parody song. Parody. It's, it's a parody. It's like a parody. It's a joke song, isn't it? 
You don't and call I feel like Man's Not Hot is a parody song. Right. Yeah, we, 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 but in America, it wasn't looked at like that. I'm sorry, but they're, they're America's got a problem. <laughs> Beyonce made the song, America's got a problem. You know what I'm saying? They need to understand things outside of their country. <laughs> and I'd say that like, yeah, it gets like that. I said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back on track. On track, <laughs> SK Vibe Maker, Semtex, Shab's in the building. Um, recently, Kreps on Kreps and Conan um, said that he weren't releasing another song until he got off the label. Meek Mill has been a very successful artist on a major label. And he was talking recently about the label owning money and him still not recouping. Why do artists signed to major labels have these problems? And why do we see constantly over the years artists feeling like they're trapped or being enslaved by the major label? i got my theory behind that at times, man. Artists get... Um Artists take what they can out of them. As they grow, their fan base grows. And then, especially in this day and age as well, we're living off uh, of like the, the social monetization, the, the streaming monetization, the next ones. So in my opinion, I feel like a lot of artists are selfish as well, man. They've done their dance with a label and just want to come off it because they know uh, they can monetize way more now by themselves. That's my opinion of it. Like, I don't know the ins and outs of everyone's situation. Um but I know that happens. I've, I've felt it before. I wouldn't want to comment on that because every situation is different. Right. The, the only thing I would say is that anyone who's signing to any label, independent or major, arm yourself with an excellent manager, an amazing lawyer, and get yourself a great accountant. And that's it. Is artists getting signed to a major label and then going independent after a plan or an ambition? I think, I think it benefits you. I think in the same way I said before, like you, you can be in an independent label and assign to a major and you know, it's a great partnership. And in the same way you can sign to a major, get blown up and then go independent. And it, and if you've got the team to move forward and do that yourself, great. I, I don't think there's any right or wrong to it. I, I don't think, I don't, you know, you know, the thing is there's complexities to every deal, every situation and there's different things that have gone on that may have or may not have been negotiated or whatever. Most of the time, people don't read the small print. Most of the most of the time, people don't pay attention to contracts. Um, and if you haven't got a great lawyer that goes through it with you, um, if you don't listen to what your people are telling you at that time, because you're popping and you know, it, things go wrong. How important and is that, the that lawyer? That could be in, in any genre as well, by the way. How important is the lawyer in the process, Shabs? I think the lawyer is like the solicitor. The, yeah, obviously that's key like that is key but i feel like mo the, the most the most uh the the main figure is your a and r in this man the person your point person at the record label the one that's going to walk with you throughout that situation do you know what i mean because some artists as well want to come off the label because of lack of understanding now because no one understands them at the imprint no more at mm. whatever label they're at so the, then they apply that social pressure of they better release me you know what i mean they lean on culture to get that to get off it because contractually they're in it. Do you know what I mean? So to Sam's point, every situation is different. But a lawyer is, you know, we all know we're, we're from the streets, man. <laughs> How important is the solicitor when you're getting up a, uh, up against? You know what I mean? Like so, it's, it's it's super key. But the manager as well, that's that's super key as a personal one to one as well. So there's different dynamics to this. 
being indie was so uncool, man. I even remember like when I was growing up, there was a label called Raucous Records, yeah, and they had some success, mm. but they were frowned upon. You know what I'm saying? You've always nah, had like I, I disagree. There with were that. there was lyricist nah, lounge, and there nah, was like no nah, man. They don't some of the greatest artists in hip hop. I totally disagree. With what all right, you're all right. You might disagree, but let's not get it twisted. It was always right, more it prestigious was to be. Def, Talib Kweli, of course, of course. And I'm, style, I'm giving one credit. Of the but they were like artists that was on major labels. They used to look down on it though. And it was more prestigious. It was way more prestigious to be on a major label, both UK and US. Now but it's like it's kind about, of cooler. You're talking, about, you're talking about old values though. Old values. But and, then, and at but, the end of the day, okay. what, what, what remains is old great values. Music. But it's definitely more, I don't want to say definite. Has it become more cooler to be on an independent now? I think it's cool if you're successful. Because you, you could be the most independent artist, but if you're not popping, no one cares. No one's going to be like, oh, yeah, that person's cool. Let's play their record. They're independent. Mm. I think people rate success, and that's it. But when you say people, like who cared that they were? Um, like who, who were the exact people that looked down on Rulkers? I don't know that. I, I can't relate to what you're or talking about. Or even an independent record label because I feel like p the people have never cared f and I always go back to when I say the word community like which is their fans. They don't care. They, they, they're getting the great music. It's accessible. Do you know what I mean? But I think the pressure especially back then certain organisations at the top cared whether you was or not. Do you know what I mean? Because of the sound the, the accessibility of it. Whereas today everyone's on the same playing field now. I think it's just like where's the album? Where's the bangers? Right. When are you? When when are you in wireless? Mm. No one cares about what what goes on in the background. Because even back then, we we came from from a general. We cared about the producer. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Whereas today, no one even asks that question anymore. Mm. Who produced it? If is it a bang arm in? Whereas back then, we used to buy into names. Do you mm. know what I mean? As record labels, there was that pressure. Mm. Who did? Who wrote that hit? Who mm. wrote that hit? Mm. And it wouldn't even be based on like so much on. Uh, what they're bringing to the table for the artist's uh, creativity. It was just that name, he's done hits, put him in. You got what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. Whereas today, no one, who cares? If it's a hit, it's a hit, we're in. Should artists always be thinking about setting up their own label, their own imprint? I, I think I think they or should. Or at what that, stage? I think they should always be looking at setting up their own entity. You should always be looking at setting up, if you can. If you're, if, you, if you're more bothered about the music, if you're more bothered about making an incredible body work, do that. Mm. And that you got to just do what's right for you. And that's the thing there. Like, everyone's different. Like, all of a sudden, like, especially with, with hip-hop culture, comes pressure at times, right? The working man's a sucker. I need to be a CEO. I need to... Blah, 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 blah. Yo, I need a chain. I need a chain. Like, So who's in the kitchen, fam? Who's cooking the meal? Like, someone's dope. There's a restaurant owner... Right, and then there's the head chef. The head chef wants to be the head chef. He's not thinking about, oh, some might turn around later on, even down to the hairdresser would turn around one day and be like, yo, I'm going to create my own brand, my own shop, my own whatever. But no, everyone's, everyone just play what their position is, right? And enjoy it. Like, don't have that pressure of, I need to have this and I need, because they have done it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of confusion lies at times, man. Mm -hmm. Have you, Semtex, ever thought, being involved in these major labels like you have over the years and just being there and seeing so many things going on and gathering so much intel, have you ever thought about setting up your own label? Yeah, I have done. But it's for me. It's my own label and I release my own records mm -hmm. and I'm my own priority. It's great. Would you not nah, facilitate the label for other I, artists? Nah, nah, Why nah, not? Nah. Because I think the thing is I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> I know how crazy it is. <laughs> 
it's mm. like I've I've been offered situations and everything. I don't want to do that because mm. the thing is, if you if you're gonna run a label, right, you gotta establish the brand, you gotta protect the brand, mm -hmm. you gotta hire staff, you gotta keep the staff, mm -hmm. then you gotta find the artist, then you gotta develop them and break them, and then you gotta get them to a point where they're popping. And by that time that they're popping, they're probably going to run out of the contracts and then someone else is going to come and scoop them up after you've done all the work. Mm. It's, 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 a it's a lot. It's hard. Mm. It's hard. And, and respect to everybody who's built for doing that. Big up everyone who's doing that. I, I, it's not something I wanted to do. Crazy. Now, both of you lot have been involved in some big deals when it comes to labels, man. What are some of the best investments that you could do? with? If, before I get to that, what's your job title at the label, Semtex? Me? Yeah. DJ Semtex. Nah, come on, man. What's his job title, Shabs? DJ Semtex. <laughs> nah, your 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 role at the, you know, at the you, label. You know what? It's, it's, I know you don't like it's titles. It's director that. of artist development. Director of artist development. It means nothing. Mm. And that's why I picked the title. Because it's basically, it's what I do as a DJ. It mm. is. It's not. Because it. I didn't, I didn't want to go in there. Like, because, you know, they even said, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I can do this and I can do that. But if I do that, it's going to upset that person. That person is going to feel mm. unearthed with that. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not a title like that. And everything that I do is it's working with artists, whether mm. it's US or UK. Mm -hmm. Whether from what we said about with Kanye before to whether it's bringing someone in or whether it's helping someone behind the scenes. There's, I've done a lot like mm -hmm. that's got nothing to do with any label just mm. to see people come through. And it's just... I don't want no credit for it. I don't want no money for it or anything like that. I just do it. And and that's what you're supposed to do as a DJ. So So you're the director of artist relations. Artist development. Director of artist development. Who do you report to? The chairman. The chairman. Mm. So it's only the chairman above you, yeah? Yeah, Jason Eiley, yeah. Jason? Jason Eiley. Jason Eiley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you know this guy, Shabs? Yeah. Jason Eiley. Yeah, Tell me about who, who's Jason Eiley. What does this person do? You just say he's the chairman, man. What does the chairman do at the label? Runs the label, bro. Runs the label. Signs off all the checks. Runs the label. Like Just runs. The chair, chairman runs. It's the highest position you can get at a it's label. The chairman, the chairman a runs team. the company. Mm. It's, it's not actually the label. He runs. Doesn't own it. Runs it though. Runs labels. Yeah. Mm. Runs everything. Oversees it. So in the same way, you can have a chairman of a football club or a chairman mm. of any other company. It's just it's the highest you can get an organ on an organizational decision. structure. Crazy. Best investments that you guys have spent some of that mainstream money on, man. That label money. Myself. Just you know, tangible things that we you could. My mattress, give my people bed, intellect making on. sure you know. What I mean? Come on, man. <laughs> the carpet I put my feet on. Because I know we're not jury guys. We're not flashy guys in the building. Yeah, here. For sure, definitely not. Yeah. That's it. Your mattress. My my life, my, my living. If I be honest, fam, like it's just. It's my it's for my family, man. Like in terms of contangible and um like I said, I'm not I'm not a jewelry person. Do you mm. know what I mean? Um and people, man, just people around me just investing in them. Do you know what I mean? That will help me and help the themselves as well. Straight. What about yourself, Sam? It's family and friends. That's what matters. So Yo, saying. I I don't I don't need a car, I don't anyone's looking to get the Bentley or whatever. So I'm saying lease it. Don't buy that shit. Don't really? buy any of that stuff. Just mm. like is is I don't do drip. I don't do any of that. Mm. I'm 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 the most boring guy. Now nah, you do crepes. Don't lie, he does crepes. Yeah, but that what's that? 
it's a bit that? Strip, what, a couple strip. of hundred pounds yeah strip though is that it <laughs> yeah it's better drip but yeah i agree with you on it's that not, drip. it's not really drip i want to call it crepes trip but on a, on that's a, a least a whip <laughs> but on, on a real though for least mine and answer of being about friends and family right it's something to to take from if i'll be honest because everything else is just moments do you know what I'm trying to say? And you're selfish if you're just thinking about yourself. You know what I mean? And I've made that mistake, FYI. Like, from my, in my younger, t- early teens coming into this game. Do you know what so I mean? So solid with the TTs. Yeah, I mean, like, well, that, that was light. <laughs> but just still, I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? I like, said that was light still. Yeah. Okay. Like, but only saying that compared to what was coming in, in mm, terms of revenue, a TT a was... Uh, a lot of Skrilla. Yeah, that, like, that was light. That's what mm-hmm. I mean by that, respectfully. But... Everyone, man, just don't be selfish, man. Don't mm. put it on some like certain things are just here today, gone tomorrow. You can lose it, or you can do put it on your family, man. Mm. Listen, man, I want to switch the conversation now. On site, SK Viamaker Semtex, Mr. Shabs is in the building. www.knowyourselffighter.com. You know what it is. So, you've got this this thing called Desi Trill, mm. um, Shabs, where you it's all about elevating South Asian culture mm. and, um. I feel like it's about time because, you know, I mean, you've had an emancipation of many cultures right here in the UK, in Britain and South Asian culture has been here. But it seems like when it comes to the entertainment side of things, it maybe doesn't cross over as much, doesn't get as much um, visibility or recognition. Talk to me about Desi Troll, man. Desi and Tro- how it's going to address that. Uh, well, Desi Troll is a record label. It's always been here, by the way, the South Asian entertainment, right? It's always been here. Like, I'm not doing anything new. You know what I mean? But if anything, if I've I've taken my goal is 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 to kill a lot of that narrative behind it. So that's the focus. I'm not doing anything new here. The scene's been existing up north, especially to even down in London as well. Shout out Birmingham, Leicester, London, South Hall, West London, East London. The the scene's been there, right? But for me, more so, it's been the narrative, and I take from a lot of that uh, West Africans with the Afro. Uh, evolution of the sound more sort of culture do you know what I mean so if you can think about that that will explain a lot of what I'm thinking about the South Asians and what I'm doing I spoke to Slime recently who's a Sheffield based South Asian rapper do you mm. know what I mean and we were speaking about various things he were, he covers his face mm. like he is definitely a faceless did artist did he say why um, he just said personal reasons. Right. You know I mean, he might take it off in the future. I know that Sem knows Slime as well. Why do we feel like there aren't more um, rappers of South Asian descent? Why don't they exist and why ain't they penetrating the market? I think they do exist. There's a lot out there. That there is there is a lot of rapper, South Asian rappers out there. Um, Can we name 10 though? I don't know if it, like, I personally can't name 10, but there is though. Um, there, there's a lot of like South Asian rappers, but in terms of why they're not crossing over, um, I just think again, a lot of this, there is that bit of that cultural stigma to them as well. Like, I, I, I think, I think what you're saying about you talking about UK rappers, mm-hmm. and when you're saying crossing over, what does that mean? Like, just charting visibility, circle. like okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think with, I think with that situation. Um, I think what Slime's done is crazy because I think what he's done is come through on something in his own terms. And again, like I was saying, like the TikTok thing, it's like, it, it's changed the rules. Like it's not, there's no, 
you're not coming through gatekeepers you're not coming through um a scene where you know with with rap there's a lot of pressure where you've got to talk about how you've come up and the roads and everything else and exactly. we've seen this you know we've seen a lot of conversations about drill where people are like oh it's all negative and everything else and all that but at the same time everyone loves it so it's like mm -hmm. it's 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 one of the most difficult things to come through yeah. so i think i think it's like shabs says like yeah there's rappers but it's they're not tapping in in the same way and and our timeline and when i say our timeline i'm talking about me and you as djs in terms of what cuts through or whatever that ain't the be all and it's not the be all and end all it really really isn't and if anything it's getting smaller by the day mm. because going back to what i was saying the spectrum of what could be considered to rap regardless of your opinion or my opinion mm. it changes so it's like there's man them that are making moves and selling worldwide and everything else but because it's not on our radar i don't mean to say it's not popping mm -hmm. and it's going back to what i was saying about the ksi thing it's, to some people he's he's that guy mm. to slime for a generation of of kids coming through he's that guy he's, he's cut through he's done it mm. like the numbers don't lie mm. you, you can see it through the streams you can see it through the TikToks and everything else, that engagement is, is real. That's mm -hmm. not... So I just I just think we're in an era where the rules are constantly changing and I think it's constantly evolving and I think you're going to see more artists from that scene come through. You're going to see more artists from Africa come through. It's, it's wide open now. Why it's all there for the taking. I think it's, it's an exciting time. 100%. So it's just... There's, the one thing you got to remember, bro, there's no rules. Mm. There's no rules. Hey. There's, there's no standards. There's no. It's it's all changed, mm -hmm. and it, and it's a lot to get your head around. Mm -hmm. Like I I went through this a few years ago because mm -hmm. I was clocking out certain things that happened, and I'm like, okay, that's not needed anymore. That that person's not as influential. Da, 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 this 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 that and the other, and it just it's constantly evolving, mm -hmm. and it's the youths that call the shots. And uh, to Sam's point, and it's it's a blessful time as well. Going back to the South Asian thing, like technology, technology is helping us be, become educated. Do you know what I mean? We're all learning about different cultures now more than ever because of technology. TikTok. TikTok mm. showing us a 30-second clip on food. I, I, I love seeing the whole cultural conversation on who makes the best uh, jalof between Nigerians and Ghanaians. Do you know mm. what I mean? So people are being educated constantly, even down to like, again, I'm a foodie, Somalian food. Do you mm. know what I'm trying to say? I'm learning so much about Somalian food uh, off the technology. And I think, I think, I think, be it a KSI or be it a slime they're getting to audiences that we don't as DJs it's mm -hmm. just a fact mm -hmm. it really is when you when you look at Vajar figures and everything else or if you look at the reach of podcasts and everything you mentioned before about bubbles and echo chambers like majority of our scene is just it, it is very just preaching to the converted and it's very rare that someone will bust a bubble or it's not that often like um every now and then you'll get a unicorn that busts a bubble and change the way that things happen and gets a wider audience and everything else but the, these guys are getting different audiences that we've never had i just question why like i feel like with south asian rap um is it a, a culture is it a, a religious thing as the reason why it's you know artists from that background don't want to rap and maybe why they're ballied up. Do you think that's a factor? No, I mean, like, uh, you got black rappers that are, are ballied. Like, everyone's got their own personal reasons. Do you know what I mean? So I think the ballet's got uh, nothing to really do I with it. I don't think it's a culture thing or a religion thing. It's probably no. more of a timing thing. 
because uh, and to that point i think like it's, it's that this is my opinion by the way right and this is the whole point of that uh, with desi trill and myself because i've had so much playground conversations on me educating people on south asian culture right because people will see me and be like you're south asian but you're on the other side of black culture as well so i do how i have found myself from a kid uh educating people on south asian uh, uh cultures and mm dead in that stigma do you know what I mean that cultural stigma of, of, of it now becoming about the younger generation it's way cooler now and it's always been cool anyway mm. but again going back to that rap thing I think Sam touched upon it as well and I said it as well like cultural rap ha does have um, well rap does have uh, a certain uniform to it do you know what I mean mm. and when certain South Asian rappers are rapping to it they get they have been overlooked do you know what I mean um, again because of that cultural pressure do you know what I mean? Coming from rap, not from their their own uh, personal cultures. But I think, again, it's all about to uh, change because there's going to be that um, educational off the technology, man. Where of course. New rap rappers of today that do know some of these rap South Asian rappers that have never featured on, on, on a record are, are going to turn around and go, yo, spit a quick 16 on my mm. shit because now that's th that cultural stigma is going to start to go down. Is South Asian rap, is it is it up next? South Asian culture's up next, man. Not just rap. Do you know what I mean? So, because they have got some. Like, there's this one kid, Billy Khan. I think he's dope, man. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? He, he's a, he's actually a rapper who happens to be South Asian. That's all it is. But you got South Asian rappers that rap in their mother tongue. Like mm. people from India called Divine, and there's so many other uh, great rappers out there. Um, but yeah, I think I think I think to say that yeah, is it up next? I, I don't. I, I disagree with that. I'd say it's always been there. Yeah. I just think it's it's just. As it had that that watershed moment, it comes and goes, and there'll be more. It's that I just think you put a lot of pressure on when you say, "Yeah, it's the next thing," and yeah. da, 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 da. Mm. and then because we're not talking about three hundred South Asian rappers next year, it's like, oh, it didn't come <laughs> through. It didn't work. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't. You, you could have said that about. I mean, Afrobeats has Afro always right. been there. Mm. It's like people are like, now it's it's arrived. No, it arrived a long time ago. Two Face. Yeah. I remember hearing so about it's, Two it's, Face. It's from been, back it's been, when? it's been popping. I think when we say arrived we're talking about it expanding worldwide culture, and becoming more popular culture, culture. I, again because of technology there's going to be so much uh, education and that whole stigma on south asian culture is going to start to mm. uh, be diluted mm. right and and the greatness is going to start to come out so with that's going to come not just rappers not just singers not just films mm. not just it's just going to be a not just everything like yeah because look Ethnic culture, like the, the world is a melting uh, mm. pot now of different cultures, man. You can't go one place and just feel one thing only no more. You can go to all different parts of the world of that country and feel all different types of cultures. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I love that, man. Yeah. Because there were stereotypes attached to, you know, African culture, Africans, right. you know what I mean? The same with like Caribbean people. Right. Like Caribbean culture has had its emancipation. Right. Whether you want to talk in the UK. Right. Whether you want to talk about like late 80s, 90s. Right. We had the music coming For through. Sure. And the culture coming through. For sure. And I feel like that's kind of with the Afrobeats has happened as well. For sure. And we're wondering whether that's going to happen with the South Asian nah, culture as well. No, there's no wondering. And that's what I meant by up next. Like there's a technology's bought a cue. <laughs> so next in in line, do you know what I mean? And then it's gonna be all the rest of that amazing cultures like Arab music's incredible. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And there was that what was that Somalian record that was it last year? And it went viral went viral with a girl singing on it. I know you're talking. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's technology again. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like yes, it's gonna be a lot of education. Why are the films so few and far between? East is East was nineteen ninety nine. 
we just had this South Asian film released this year, What's Love Got To Do With It? Right. And it's like, it seems quite niche. Why is there not more films? Hold on. What? What are you talking about? Like, the South culture. Asian films. Yeah. British South Asian films. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of South there's Asian films. There's a Bollywood, films. yeah, yeah. Brit. No, no. Brit like, South Asian. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, it's massive. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Pick up Bolly. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying this. That's, the Brit South Asian films. That is films. there. Have you seen... Because we're talking like, about, we talk about Brit based. Prominent sections on Netflix. And all yeah, that. of course. <laughs> we talk about like, <laughs> like I'm just saying, slime. Because like, you know, I'm here, really. I don't want anybody yeah, yeah, to ask Yeah, of course. We're talking about in perspective to the Brit based because we spoke about slime, Sheffield based South Asian rapper. Yeah, we, we're here to talk about music today, not films. <laughs> no, we talk about South Asian culture South Asian getting elevated. Right, but do you, do you talk about... <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm so, just saying, though, it's, it's, just like, it's just like what we did. We talk about music, right? Yeah. Right? I'm just talking about track. the culture being quite niche. Know, you know, you took it music. to culture, didn't you? Right. Yeah. Cultures, are, the, the, listen, culturally, musically, it's up next, fam. Straight up. SK Viremaker, Semtex, Shab's in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Semtex, I want to talk about your somewhat of a butterfly moment of where you, you've said that you've been producing for quite a few years, you know what I'm saying, maybe behind the scenes, but it seems like over the last couple of years you've um, accelerated your output of music, becoming Semtex the artist as opposed to nah, just... Semtex the DJ. You I haven't know. seen an announcement, Semtex. We ain't artist. seen a we ain't seen an announcement, but we can yeah. see on Spotify that yeah, you're releasing yeah, yeah. music now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Semtex, yeah, yeah, yeah. some might say. As whether you want to put a every, on it. every DJ should. You feel like every DJ should. Every DJ should. Why do you think this? Because th the thing is, it's, it's you, you can't just you can't just play records. You can't just you know do a radio show or whatever. You you got to move forward. I think what what Khalid's done is dope. What DJ Drama's done. Um, in other genres of music, you know, whether it's DJ Snake or Calvin Harris or anything and what they do, it's it's like, yeah, it's, it's like every DJ should be doing it. And that's it. You agree, But being an artist... And <laughs> being an why, artist... Why, why do you say it like that? Like, like yeah, it's some right in what he's saying. That's, that's, that's a very loaded question. Like, do you agree what this guy's saying, Shams? <laughs> Should DJs be making music? <laughs> I think like we, I, I think DJs are are I, I, again very up on what's what's working. It's all about their creative levels, man. It's whether they got it in them. But again, with that whole artistry of DJing, I think the production feels like the next thing for them anyway. Listen, yeah. let's not get it twisted. Not everybody could be DJ Khaled. Not everybody has the capacity to be multifaceted. DJ Khaled, by the way, is a personality. Yeah, he's a personality. Like, I mean. I understand what he's you're saying about not huh? all your. He's a DJ. He's a DJ, but he's a person. Come on, man. When we talk about his art. When you specify that, what do you mean? Come on, he's a DJ. He's a DJ. How he many DJ he... sets of Khalid have you heard? That's not the point. Oh, no, I'm just DJ. asking, though. It's the point. I said, I, yo, when when I used to go to Miami, he was running Miami when he had his radio show. For sure. A, the guy's a DJ. You can't mm. take that away from him. For mm -hmm. sure. But what I'm trying to say... Like, to a generation, he is a, he's a personality. Shows, he, That's he, what I meant. That's what I meant. He tore down the Beyonce tour. Ripped it up. Right. No, but... All I was trying to say. What were we saying? No, to that point, what, what, uh, what, SK what, just what said. one might debate what level of DJ? Yo, yo, bro, come on, man. No, 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 no. come on, come on. Don't, don't do this with me, bro. No, no, I'm doing no, this. No, 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 come on, don't do this with me. I'm not. Because you know what it is. 
you know what it is. It's like I'm not I'm not gonna come I'm not gonna do this and then No, we're not here to diss people nobody. that I know get ripped apart or down the for what they do. No, 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 no. It's like he's putting the work. You can't disrespect him by saying anything. No, 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 We're not taking anything away from um from Khalid. You know what I'm saying? Some people might see him, a generation, like you're saying, a generation might see him as more as a personality. That's what I'm, the guy on the, the beginning of the intro or the, well. or, the, or the song. His name's he's DJ deserved. Khaled. Yeah. What are you going to say? He's not a DJ. He's a personality. Come on. Yo, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'll put respect on Khaled's name. Because I think Fully. what he's done, everybody can't do. But my I point think, of what I'm saying is one. not everybody can do that, though. Do you know what I'm saying? And I would just say in my capacity... I would like to produce as well, but I just don't think I can dedicate the 10,000 hours to it. Do you know Have what I mean? Have you tried producing before? No, oh. I haven't tried producing, but like, man, having a production company, d having um, multiple podcasts, doing a radio show, being a DJ, a presenter, a host, and all these things. And loads of these, some of these things are very close to each other. I can't do everything. That's an excuse. Nah, 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 nah. That's nah, an nah. excuse. Not an excuse, man. I've done what you do. It's an excuse. Hey, you still. Here you still. There's jack of all trades and ace of none as well, innit? Yo, I'm just saying that's an excuse. Mm. How easy and, was and it going for back you? to the conversation what I was saying about when I did the meeting with Jay-Z mm -hmm. and I said, I'm not doing enough. Mm -hmm. You can always do more. Straight. Depends how much life you want to live. I, I want to like live quality of life as well, innit? And I do, I, when you said that, you said about the not drinking, the not smoking, the exercising. I do all of those things. I have a balance to my life as well. But I also know I can't do everything. Do you know There's what I'm no saying? such word as can't. But maybe Sammy, he, he, he just don't want to do it. That's it. Yeah. That's, right, there's a cool, mixture. Well, that's different then. There's I don't want to do it. That's very different. You have no interest in being... All right, cool. I know, I feel like I know where your answer is going to no be to this. I have no interest in running a label. I have no interest in that. Like, mm. like here's a label deal. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not here for that. Yeah. It's, it's, there's some people who do that very, very well. And what not? Yeah. So you're, not, so you're just not, you're not trying to be a producer. It's just like a sort of arm of I'm I'm trying to be me. Like, I'm doing me. I'm not even trying. Mm. Like, all I'm doing is what I've always done. Mm. So, from like I said, when I first started doing work experience in London, I was selling beats back then. I've always made beats. Mm. So, the only difference is now is just doing more of it. Mm. And do you think it's easy to be putting together these songs? Nah, definitely not. But I love it. I love the challenge. I love the mountain that I'm climbing. I've had, I've had everyone. Everyone's been like, oh, yeah, take this beat, put your name on it, and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'll just give you this. I'm not doing that. Like, And, and you know what? I'm putting out tracks. Um... I've got some dope things lined up this year. Take it in. If you don't want to take it in, don't take it in. And that's it. And, you know, but I'm going to do what I'm doing regardless. How how political or how challenging can it be assembling the, these tracks? Because you produce the music, but then it's putting the artists on them. It's, it's, uh, if they want to jump on them, they want to jump on them. And big up everyone who works with me or trust me or whatever i appreciate it like because i get it like i'm not i'm not like um a household name like that known for production it's a very different thing like having listeners is a very different thing to having fans mm -hmm. so i got work to do and i got mountains to climb and everything else and it's like at the end of the day i'm enjoying it i love what i'm doing mm -hmm. i think the new joint that i put out floor shakes banger um very proud of it if you like it you like it if you don't you don't mm -hmm really don't care is there any particular artist you're trying to work with um 
Sam's working with not, all the artists he wants to work with, by the way. It's not like it's not like that. It's not. I don't. I don't. I'm, when I say I'm work not, with, I mean produce. I'm with. not trying to. I'm not trying to be producer guy. I'm not trying to do the session thing. I'm not trying to do that. I just want to put on my own tracks, mm -hmm. my own joints. Um, more time when I make the tracks, it kind of dictates who I think could go on it mm -hmm. or whatever, and that's it. Like it's not. I'm not. There's no big master plan of da 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 and da 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 da. It's not. Like I just want to make bangers that cut through, and and that's it, and that's what I'm doing. So by the way, I, I heard a Sem record last year. I think it was called Riot. It was called Riot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hit up yeah. Sem straight away. I was like, because I'm working on Super Soul rap, man. So I was like, Sem, send me that, man. Mm. And then and then the other thing is, it's like it's it's dope working with people in my ends, like Nixter, um, Boy Nash. But it's also dope. I like, the last joint that I did with Quincy Arthur, connecting with. You know, he's one of the dopest rappers in Ghana. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like, it's dope. It's just like what I said before about connecting people with, with connecting people worldwide. So it's like, it's very, it's a very, very dope experience. Mm -hmm. And it's very, like I've done shows, done mm -hmm. festivals, done tours, done radio shows and everything. I love all of that. Mm -hmm. But this is like a different angle to it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's dope. Like mm -hmm. I'm really, really enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, it's 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 fascinating to see how it all works. I think because I'm putting out my own records, I I can understand what artists go through more. Mm -hmm. I understand that whole release date thing and the whole marketing it. You got to do everything yourself because the, the artists they're, they're the A and and the marketeers as well at the same time. Like mm -hmm. you, you got to push it on your socials when you put something out. You got to do all of this, and I get it. Like it's the best learning experience. I think anyone who works with artists is like you probably understand them that bit more when you've actually put out music yourself because it's, mm. it's, it's a very, very um, challenging experience. Mm -hmm. It's like I said, you make the track, you put it together, you put it out, you press the button on it, and that's it. You hope people like it and hope it connects. If it doesn't, next. Mm -hmm. and that's it. That's what there is to it. So it's, it's, it's a very... It's, it's a thing that I should have done it earlier, like, um, but I think the way that technology is now and everything else like back in the day you needed 20 grand to put out a track and this 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 that and the other and white labels and vinyl mm. and all of that and then i think the whole thing with um it, the world's a smaller place and now nah, it's fun man it's dope mm. Congrats, got, I, yeah there's things that there's things that i've got lined up this year where it's is the audacity it's great, like, and that's and and I encourage in the same way I said to you, you should do it, right? I encourage everyone to do it. Every every DJ, you should do it. Same way I encourage every person to write their own book because everyone's got a valid story. And you know, I didn't, I didn't have a ghostwriter. I did every single word in my book. I did all fifty thousand words myself. Yeah, every single word, like. And what I learned through doing the book and being able to look someone in the eye and say I wrote that myself. I was speaking to one of Drake's team yesterday and he was like, he saw it. He saw it on sale at the 50th anniversary event in New York. And then he went to the airport. It was on sale at the airport. I've had people who told me it's on sale at the Smithsonian Dull. Museum in Washington, the Black mm -hmm. History Museum. So it's like all of these, it's amazing. What mm. I've achieved with the book, I need to do that in music mm. and I'll do it. Mm -hmm. I'll do everything that I set out to do. I always have. So it's, it's, I'm 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 going through it. I'm not I'm not just like 
hey, let's make some tracks, see what happens. I hope you like it. And then da, da. now I'm coming through. They say empty the creativity. That's what they say, innit? Don't leave anything in the tank. Nah, it's, I, I, I've not heard that before, but mm. something like that, yeah. <laughs> but it's but it's go all out. Mm. It's like, do it. Like, it's like, um, it's it's fascinating. It's a, it's a real fascinating time. And I, I, I implore everybody to do everything. Mm-hmm. Whether you're an artist, exec, whatever, go all out and have that audacity to do what you thought you couldn't do. Mm. Or do you- what you... So to cut off, what made you do hip hop? Was it because uh, I know it wasn't just because I wanted to do a book? What made you do that book? Wanted to do a self help book, so I wanted to do a book. Hip-hop raised me the book. Now, originally, it was going to be called Tragedy to Triumph yeah, because yeah. I wanted to talk about stories where artists have been through some stuff and turned their life around, and I've done it myself, like with mm. what I've been through. So I figured it'd be a dope way to do a dope self help book for the youth because mm-hmm. they're more likely to pay attention to the stories of Kanye and 50 Cent and everything else and all that. And even though those stories, some of the stories have been documented, I've got different takes on them from interviews that I've done and also go in and deeper and combine it with other stuff. Anyway, I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Book company was like, nah, we want you to do, do the book on hip hop. And I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then um, there was, because I, I just thought for someone to do the definitive book on hip hop, you need 30 people to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be people from New York and da 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 da. But, but I was listening to a track, um, the Macklemore, um, Can't Hold Us, um, banged that out of festivals over the years. And there's a line where it says, what do you expect when Wu-Tang raised you? Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I've been raised on Public Enemy, Nas, Kanye West music. This, and I was hip-hop. like, hip-hop raised me. Mm-hmm. That's how, and I was like, then I was like, yeah, I can do it. I can mm-hmm. do the book from my perspective. Because mm-hmm. no one can argue with that. Mm-hmm. I've worked with many artists um, I've witnessed the careers pop off first time and I've interviewed many artists so it's, it's easy it's mm. pretty straightforward if you was to do look if you was to do I don't know UK rap raise me you could do it very easily mm-hmm. you got your own story you got your own tales the way you was talking about the significance of Kano Home Sweet Home that's a chapter mm-hmm. so I always say everybody should do their own book because everyone's got them stories right that's fine. same for yourself with So Solid and everything else everyone's got these stories right mm-hmm. so with music Everyone's got a perspective from what a banger is, especially for a DJ. Mm. If you're listening to music every week and you're putting together X amount of shows and you're talking to artists and producers and finding out how it works and everything else, you've got an insight that no one else has. Mm-hmm. Right? I was saying to someone the other day about with the way I look at music, because you know, like, there's all these A&Rs running around trying to sign stuff, and I actually turn down more stuff than I take on. Mm. Like, I actually, I'm, I'm just like, nah. And the reason being is because I... For me, in my own opinion and my own knowledge, I know where something could or couldn't go. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather be like, that's not for me, rather than waste anyone's time or whatever. So, playing, <laughs> doing a radio show for two hours every Friday night for 20 years, you kind of know what's popping. Mm. Shutting down festivals and everything else, you kind of know what works. You mm. kind of know what might work or mm. what might connect. And... um and and yeah, it's just, you know, during the lockdown, it was like I got back into it. I started out originally doing beats on an MPC-60, which is like a classic drum-making machine. It's like one Mob Deep used and other mm-hmm. notable mm-hmm. producers. And then, but I switched and taught myself how to use machine and I've been doing it. Like everything you're hearing, I've done it all myself. Taught That's myself everything. Um, my son gave me a pack of 808s and I've been rinsing that ever since and everything else. 
And, you know, I've got some good friends who've helped me along the way as well. Like, I've had advice from people and stuff. And, you know, um, it's it's very, very humbling to start from scratch from doing something. Mm. Because I've done radio. Mm-hmm. I've done podcasting. Mm-hmm. I've done 10,000. I've done 20,000 hours. Mm-hmm. So with this, it's like, I'm on 300 hours. It's great. It's mm. very, very humbling to start, do mm. something again when you've done so many things. So... Is is one of the most liberating things that I've done. Um, there's some things going on at the moment in the background and everything else and all of that. And there'll be a moment where it's like, "Oh, you did that." That's that moment's gonna come. Mm-hmm. So it's just, um, yeah, I'm putting in the work. Stop, stop, man. There's a lot of intel right there. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, um, man. Shabs. Tell us about Supercell, this um, project that you've got with Rapman that you've, you know, been involved with. Yeah, man. So it's coming out next year. Something that the incredible Rapman has written and directed as well. Um, I know he's got one or two other directors involved with one or two, like, episodes of it. But it's going to be a six-part episode. Um, I mean, all all I'm going to share is the excitement behind it. You know what I mean? Rapman, for sure. Hopefully you get him on your show and he's going to explain it to the rest of the world. But... The boy's on one, man. It's an incredible, like... Uh, you know, the fascinating thing is about Batman. It's like... Is... And I'm not... I'm not fascinating thing is... A couple of years ago... Um, I seen him outside. Wireless Festival. And <laughs> he was like, man, these label people can't even get me in, you know? I was like, let's take this pass in it and go through and everything else. Yeah, it's not like that anymore. <laughs> Mm. Fact, it's, it's, do you see what I'm saying about the come mm. up and then mm. artists that you it's meet it's come and up then, super real man and then everything changes mm-hmm. within within a space of months or mm-hmm. a year or whatever 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 and that that's what I love about this game it's just like it you never know where it's gonna come from but now I I'd, 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 honestly when when new artists I'm sorry I'm hugging no your, no your no no question. go ahead bro nine nine times out of ten most new artists yo I'm just like you're probably gonna be a thing. Like, mm. I don't, I'm not like, mm, yeah, can he do mm. it? I'm like, he's probably going to do it mm-hmm. if he works hard enough. And mm. that's it because because it is, that's all it is. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's, this game is 90% business, 10% talent. Mm. And it, there's, a, there's a lot of people that are talented, but if you haven't got a business acumen, if you haven't got that hustle, forget it. It's not Word. happening. It's not. There's no magic wand. No one's going to come and save you. Really? It doesn't work like that. Really? So the, the, the man them that are grinding... They're coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and to that point, it's that that is Ratman. Because I was a fan of Ratman through Shire Story. I didn't know him, by the way. When he did Shire Story. Mm-hmm. And then when he did even Blue Story, I was at Rock Nation at the time. And then I got asked to help him on the soundtrack, uh, put the soundtrack together. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And then it was through that me and him built a relationship. Um, and that boy is a... To... To, to Sam's point, like a true testament of a grinder, bro. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he deserves everything. So, yeah, he's got a show. It's called Supercell, based around uh, uh, around in South London, the great South London. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's coming out What next. kind of show is it? It's like a, it, it's a sci-fi, almost futuristic show. Do you know what I mean? But it's based in the hood. Like, mm-hmm. Ratman's has taken it to another level. And man. is it a series? It's a six, yeah. It's, it's six episodes. Limited um, series. Yeah. Um yeah, it's coming out next year. Like he literally, bro, he's raising a bar, uh, like for the next generation of, or even d- d- just the next in line of writer and directors coming from the UK. And so, he's in it. 
Is Raps in it? Ra- yeah, Raps makes a cameo, isn't it? Like a, a split second cameo. Do you know who the cast is? Um, go to Rapman's page, man. Like, <laughs> go to follow Rapman. Right, the cast is insane. Like insane, mm. and you have got some of our favorite UK rappers in there as well. Do you know what I mean? You're acting like you don't want to say. Do you know what? I want people to go. If you don't know about Ratman, go learn about Ratman, and through that, you're gonna see who's on it. You know what I mean? Like, because I really want. I don't want no one to just watch this and just start and stop there. Really, do go and 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 look for Ratman on the on the Insta and learn about the show, man. Supercell's gonna be huge, fam. That's what it is, man. Listen, man, we've had a great chat today. You know, SK Vibe Maker on site, DJ Semtex, Mr. Shabs. Uh huh. Thank you very much, lads. Appreciate it.